With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Oh, what's going on, everybody? Hope you're enjoying your Saturday evening. We got a little bit of a shakeup Saturday, Rob Parker, and we got some tasty matchups tonight. You all set, my man? I certainly am. It's good to be on the radio with you. And of course, our crew is in full effect. Uh, Gavin, our producer, our board op, Papa Bear, Steve DeSager with the update. So we are in full effect on this Saturday night in uh, Los Angeles. On my end, on your end. <laughs> where yes, are you? I'm where over. are you today? Are you? Uh, I'm back in Nashville. Okay, because you've been traveling and enjoying the birthday and doing all kinds of stuff. I've been yeah, jealous. Man. I've been seeing all the pictures. I appreciate that. Yeah, yeah we nice. were in Miami last week. Unfortunately, we saw the my Dolphins lo- lose against the Raiders, and I'm sure Papa Bear will have some thoughts and some highly inappropriate things to say on this show about that. He being a Raiders fan, me being a Dolphins fan. By the way, it's nice that Papa Bear is back with us after taking, I don't know how much, a weekend, a full week off. He went all out celebrating his birthday, too. 40th birthday, the there you go, right? Yeah, yeah. He went all in. Now, and he Papa didn't come Bear, back are there any him? details that we get from this, I'll from just the tell time you this, off Brian, that he nope, had? No face tattoo, so there's a good start. No? Okay. He didn't go like the Tyson hangover tattoo, you know? He didn't do that? Okay. I did a lot of damage to my liver. I'll just say that. <laughs> and I loved it. <laughs> what what uh can you paint a picture what night was the the worst night uh in terms of that in terms of liver damage? Uh I mean, I don't get hung over. I just uh kind of like, like black out. Uh-huh. So uh that's 
uh, I got to keep this show PG-13, so. Uh, uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> but it was a fun experience. It was good. Just uh, a little too much whiskey, probably. You know what's funny, Rob, is you will not meet a more, how could I say this, vulgar person in your life than Papa Bear Ryan oh, Smith. Oh, I'm not wow. vulgar. No way. I mean, great dude. Great guy. I'm not saying he's a bad guy. I'm just saying it's like Eddie Murphy raw in commercial breaks with Papa Bear over there. No wonder and he then, has on the leather, red leather pants today. Yeah, yeah, right. Then we the light turns on and he's like, well, it's a family show. I might have had a daiquiri. I can't confirm nor deny that. You know, <laughs> it's night and day with Papa Bear. It's funny. I like that. It's a good mixture. But, Rob, big news of the day, Georgia goes down. Number one ranked team. They don't, not only went down, they got obliterated and that's by good, Auburn. That's good for college, 17. Good for college football. Sometimes I like to see the big upsets and where uh, uh, schools take it on the chin and and uh, everybody's expecting a team to do this or do that. I thought it was great. Sorry. Yeah, now it opens the door because, you know, Auburn, you always hear this, and it's true, but you're skeptical where they control their own destiny, quote, unquote. They control their own fate. If they beat Alabama next week in the Iron Bowl, they they could be in the college football playoff when it's all said and done. Of course, they would have beaten number one and number two back-to-back weeks. How, how could you not be? Right, It might be number one and number one, you yeah. know, depending on what Alabama right. does tonight. Yeah, And they're be. tied up with Mississippi State, but Bama is banged up, man. They showed it on college game day. It was my favorite graphic of the day. All of the injuries that Alabama is dealing with, they had the the logo A, and they just had a big Band-Aid on it. Now, now help <laughs> me. Was uh, A-Rod on, on game day today? Yeah, he was. Right? He was there. He was uh, making the picks. Well, of course, and like he's a Miami. Segment, you know, man. he's from Miami. Yeah. And, yep, uh, yep. of course, I'm sure he picked Miami. But it's, yeah, it's, I would assume he did. I yeah. didn't see that part. Right. I saw Lee Corso pick Notre Dame, which was good. I like that selection. But I don't get into the picks a whole lot, Rob, just because when they have the celebrities on there, a lot of these dudes are like, yeah, you know, I, uh, I, I bought a toaster in Austin one time, so I'm going to take Texas today. It, it adds no value right. whatsoever. It's just to put a face and a, a big yeah. name on because I'm sure a lot of them don't even follow college football like that. But it, yeah. it is what it is. It's all good. It is. Yeah, it is. Uh, some other stuff from college football today. Wisconsin, who I mentioned last week, Rob. I have a strong dislike for Wisconsin yes. just because you of made, their You made it very known. Schedule. Right. You said yeah. that they haven't beaten anybody, haven't yeah. played anybody. Their schedule is so soft, but they beat a ranked team today in Iowa. It's the same Iowa team who last week blew the doors off of Ohio State. And I will say this, Rob, putting my Badger hatred just for their schedule this year to the side, they held Iowa to 66 yards of offense for the entire day. Now that's impressive, and you have to give Wisconsin their due. It's, you know, it's due because uh, to do that is unbelievable. That's crazy. It is. 66 total offensive yards? Yeah. yeah. For the whole day, that's man, amazing. they gained 66 yards. That's like, that's a drive, you know? It's one drive. Right. And, and that's think, what and they were think able that to... they couldn't do anything else the rest of the day? Like, if they had to try one drive of 66 yards and then they couldn't move the ball. That's amazing. Yeah. The other thing that was pretty amazing to me is... Michigan State gets absolutely obliterated by Ohio State. Can it's I say 48 something? to 3. What do you got? Unbelievable. 
So yeah. I'm reading tweets before the game from some of the Detroit media. Names uh-huh. I'll leave out. Okay. But they were trying to read into the game and, like, predicted Michigan State to win because the crowd was quiet at the horseshoe before, and they were saying there's some empty seats. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. the team had checked out since the fans had. This is what they – so I'm I'm looking at these tweets saying, oh, yeah, Michigan State has a chance to win this game, or Michigan State's going to win this 35-24 mm-hmm. scores like that, and, of course, they got their heads handed to them. Man, it's crazy because Michigan State had won the last two on the road. They're trying to win three straight on the road against Ohio State. They've had some major, major upsets. And just last week, they took down Penn State, which, you know, being big underdogs at home, they were over a touchdown underdog, Michigan State was, against Penn State last week. They end up winning the game. And you look at the history, the recent history against Ohio State, there was reason to think that Sparty could at least hang in the game and possibly win it. They got shellacked, man. 48-3. to They couldn't do anything right. Nothing. Unbelievable. And do you think that Urban Meyer has given up and thinks that his team has still no shot to be involved? Or obviously he he kept the pedal on the gas, mm-hmm. right, to try to impress, mm-hmm. depending if somebody else stumbles down the down the way. Am I right? Right. Well, I mean, man, of course, they're going to try to do everything that they can, but this is just one week removed from no, losing I get to it. I get Iowa it. by 31. Yeah. But I'm just I saying. You. I know what you're saying. You don't, though, know, yeah. you don't know if somebody else has a stumble. You, you, you don't know. What if somebody has right. a, a bad stumble and then they say, okay, well, Michigan State beat Penn State. They beat Michigan, right? Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. and then they go to Ohio State where they have been competitive and have won a couple of games and get their butts kicked. I mean, it's a feather for Ohio State, whether they get in or not. But I think right. they, they decided that they weren't going to take it easy. Yeah, it's one of these years, Rob, where you look at the top teams, and if you just look at their flaws and you look at what can be taken advantage of, think about Bama being so banged up and they don't have this prolific offense. You think about Georgia. Georgia has a great running game. Really strong defense, but neither showed up today. So these top teams can be dealt with. Even Clemson. Clemson turned the ball over only up by three points against a a terrible Florida State team this year. And then James Blackman threw an interception. But it's a three-point game late, and they had no business keeping Florida State in the game like that. They ended up scoring a couple of times. The score looks much you know, it looks like they boat raced Florida State. It was. It was a very close game. So my point is, Rob, these top teams, they aren't like unbeatable. There's just forces. No way they can be stopped. So a team like Auburn's the perfect example. We thought Auburn was left for dead when they lost to LSU as their second loss of the year. A couple of weeks later, you look up and you're like, hey, they're still alive. So I highly doubt that would happen with Ohio State. But based on how relatively like quote-unquote strong the the top of the college football world is if craziness happens maybe a team could sneak back in that you don't see sneaking in there absolutely that's all I'm saying depending on what happens so don't take it for granted don't say that it's all over you know what I mean and I just think Mm -hmm. that was the message from Urban Meyer keep playing keep playing hard do it do what we can and you never know what could happen so yeah they did their business and they took care of Michigan State big time. 
And it's one of these we see it every year when teams have their season on the line. They're young kids, and they know it. They feel it. And a lot of times teams don't respond to that. It does them in. So these teams that we think, all right, you're not going to have you know, all of these teams lose a game and put someone like, I don't know, USC, who's number 11, or Ohio State, who's number 13 right now. No, nah, they're not going to have enough teams lose. Most likely that's the way it's going to go down. But I'm telling you, Rob, you could see some crazy stuff happening. Nobody saw Auburn beating Georgia 40-17 to today. And that was a late touch. That was 40-10 to with a... You know, like an excuse me score at the end. Right. It, so. it, it, that that was uh, a shocking, another shocking game. But college football uh, this Saturday, what do you call it? What is this Saturday? Uh, it's showdown Saturday that might turn into shake-up Saturday. Shake we'll up see Saturday. how it goes. That's but. what I was looking for, the shake-up Saturday. Yeah. We got some tasty matchups tonight, Rob. I mean, should we spend the rest of the time on Notre Dame? What do you think? Uh, we'll give it a good chunk. I'll well, okay. give it a good chunk. I know you. I know you. You can't wait. And Notre Dame. I mean, uh, what Miami's won thirteen straight. Uh, yeah, but the last team they lost to was Notre Dame. There you go. You no, know? all right. That's, a, that's a good Dame thing to know. Year. I just knew that they've won a number in a row. And uh, do you? Ex- what do you expect? Give me just high scoring, defensive struggle. What are you looking for? I don't expect a defensive struggle. Okay, I think that. You're going to see a, a healthy amount of points, you know, because Notre Dame runs the ball very effectively, and Miami isn't great against the run. And the way Notre Dame played defensively, they're letting a lot of late scores against Wake Forest. So you know, Hard Rock gets moving, the the momentum, the energy. You know how it works in college football. I could see Miami putting some points on the board against Notre Dame. Um, so I, I think that you're going to see some points being scored. I just think that. The matchup between Notre Dame's strength offensively running the ball and Miami's weakness not being able to stop the run very effectively, that points toward the Irish. But it's about their quarterback, Wimbush, who was banged up last week, and Josh Adams, who's an outside Heisman contender. He's had a fantastic year. He missed most of the game last week. He went into concussion protocol. So if those two guys, Wimbush and Adams, are their normal selves, I really like Notre Dame in the game. If they're not, I wouldn't be shocked at all if Miami wins. Now, how many times have you honestly picked against Notre Dame? I know you're you're being from South Bend. Have you ever picked against them or you still believe, even when they had those bad years, did you always think they were going to win? Uh, no, no. Okay. They, they were 4-8 right, so last no, year, I'm, Rob. They've, they've yeah. had bad years, I'm just saying. Yeah. Some fans, every week, this is the week, and they never want to concede or believe that that team that their team is not going to win. That's why I really ask because yeah. because I I don't know. I mean uh, I know you're a dyed in the wool Notre Dame uh-huh. fan, and uh, who knows tonight? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like them. I like their chances tonight, Rob. If forced, I would bet on them. Um, but with the unknown with their quarterback and running back, I wouldn't go out of my way to put you know like my house and all my worldly possessions on the Irish tonight. And, and to your point, I don't love really getting in on the teams I love because there is a chance that you could be a little bit unbiased. Like the crazy fan in you is like, let's go all in on whatever your right. team of interest is. Yeah, but man, last year, whew, four and eight, there were a lot of years. If you're like, hey, no, who do you think wins today? I'm like, uh, whoever Notre Dame's playing because it's not going to be Notre Dame, man. All right, it's Brian No, It's Rob Parker. We're coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. 
15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. Visit Geico.com for a free rate quote. Coming up next, there's reason to be critical, just not this critical. We'll lay that out for you. I'm Brian No, He's Rob Parker. This is Fox Sports Radio. It's Brian No and Rob Parker here on Fox Sports Radio. We're coming to you from the Geico Studios. What does it mean when Geico says just 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance? means you probably should have gone to Geico.com 15 minutes ago. So, uh, Rob, I I just wanted to run something by you, man. All right, I'm ready. Because I know that you're not incredibly fond of Thursday night football, correct? No, no, no. I, I want Thursday night football to cease and desist. See? <laughs> I'll send out okay. the, the letter. I'm, I'm, I'll be the first one to sign off on it. Okay, so a little bit beyond yes. not not being completely fond of it. You're leading the charge against it. There's just been so Here's many the, bad games and matchups, Brian. That That's all. I mean, yeah. There have been some bad ones, but here's the only thing I want to say. Because uh, coming off of Thursday Night Football, where Richard Sherman's lost for the season, it's the first time he's going to miss a game in his NFL career. And other players went down. You had three starters for Arizona go down. They might be done for the season. Altogether, you had six Seattle starters get banged up during that game. So, of course, a lot of conversation followed it. And a guy like Doug Baldwin, Seattle receiver, he was very outspoken and said, this bleep should be illegal. It is not okay. It's not okay. You could quote me on that. This is not okay. It just says four days isn't enough time to recover. Here's the thing, Rob. This is my stance on Thursday night football. And I want you to tell me if you agree, disagree, think it's crazy, or think there's some sense in it. I can totally understand it from the player's perspective. If they're saying, look, man, this is my livelihood. Trust me, my body is not ready to play to give it you know, 100%. I'm not my normal self. Okay, great. In terms of the fans... Unless you have a favorite team who suffered a handful of injuries on Thursday night football, why is there so much whining about Thursday night football? Somebody says something negative about it, and it's just follow the leader. Like, oh, this is the worst thing ever. If you don't like it, don't watch it. And unless your team is getting banged up, who cares? I, I get it. I just think that people are reacting to the overkill of the NFL. And it's just one more night, and I get it. Just don't watch, and obviously people. some people aren't watching. Yeah, yeah. Right? So, so there are people who aren't watching. But I just think they look at it and have watched so many bad games, and not all of them. I know there have been good Thursday night games as well, mixed in, and just think it's overkill. That that's And, and I'll give you the perfect example, and I've said this a million times. Mm-hmm. Who wants to be a millionaire? Regis Philbin, hot show, big-time ratings, right? ABC said, yeah, come on, let's let's put it on four nights a week. People didn't watch. You would have said, well, what do you care? Why, why do you care? Because you took away some of the enjoyment of me looking forward to it. And I think that's where people and why people chime in. Monday night football used to be a special thing. It just, it, it used to be. And I know it's been a long time since then and all these games and, and uh, red zone and, and, uh, the NFL package, and you can see games all over. The, I, I get all that. But I think that was just like, wait a minute. I'm watching the London game at 10 a.m. sometimes. I'm watching 1 o'clock games. I'm watching 4 o'clock games on Sunday. I'm watching Sunday night football. 
I'm watching Monday Night Football. That's not enough. And then you want me to commit Thursday as well. I mean, if it's just for the – I got you if you include college football, but if it's just the NFL. Well, but you got college football, and what if you had a kid playing right. high school football on Friday nights? I'm, yeah, but – I mean, okay. Yeah, but Thursday, I just – the only thing that no, I, I – I get it. I know what you're saying. Just don't watch. Yeah. And I right, don't know. Just, the ratings aren't great, right? They aren't. But when They're the not play, great. They're not the, horrible. No, they're not horrible, yeah. but, but they're not great. And when the players are saying it, I think because if you don't have guaranteed contracts – and, you know, an injury and you're out, I don't know. I just think if I'm the players' union, I need to make data, get data about Thursday night games, type of injuries, what's happened. Is it a higher percentage of injuries on Thursday night compared to the other weeks? Do you know what I'm, the other days? you got to come up with something to, to, to give to the owners. And, of course, you got to say that you're willing to give some money back, too, if they're going to give up $900 million dollars. For the games. I get it. Well, I think it's this. It's funny because there's irony involved. It's that all the people, all the players, and a lot of the fans that are saying it's overkill, especially the fans, they're saying that Thursday night games, it's overkill, oversaturation, all this stuff. I think the arguments are overkill. I think the arguments are over the top in terms of how destructive it is. And Yeah, there are injuries that do occur on Thursday night. There are injuries that occur on every night whenever football is being played. That's the way it goes, especially in the NFL. Injuries occur. It's just one of these things that on the heels of the Seahawks-Arizona game, and there were a lot of injuries, it turns into, oh, it's just because of Thursday night football. It's like, really? So I'm going to watch games on Sunday. I'm going to watch them tomorrow, and it's going to be injury-free. Not an injury anywhere just because they happen to be Sunday games. It's crazy. No, I get that. I get it. It's a little piling on, but I think there's a frustration with Thursday night. And at one point, I think it was last year, they just had a slew of bad matchups and bad games. And people turned away, you know. They they tuned in, and then they were like, oh, it's, it's 23 nothing. I'm out. You know, uh-huh. it's not the old days. We only had the five channels. I'm out. Yeah. I, I have no problem with people being critical within reason. If you were to come on and say, not just you, Rob, but anybody – they're like, you know, Thursday night, it's, it's just, I don't know, man. It's not really my thing. I don't think the games are typically great, so it's, I'm just not into it. Okay, great, fine. I can hear that. But when it turns into, oh, all these injuries are the fault of Thursday night football, and this is a disgrace, and it's a mockery, and you're blaming the national debt and high gas prices on Thursday night football. It's crazy, man. It goes too far. Yeah, I get that, but I think that that's uh, fans are looking for even more of a reason to say that they need to get rid of it. Here, here's, the, here's the proof. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So they're, they're latching on to that because that they know that money talks and BS walks. Mm-hmm. So they know that the chances of the owners giving up $900 million is slim to none. But if they can make a case and say they hate it and, you know, I mean, suppose the, 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 the uh, league is listening to the fans over the protests, right, supposedly. Mm-hmm. So if the fans, mm-hmm. right, if, if you're going to look at it and say the fans have a voice, if they keep saying they don't want the Thursday night games, are they going right. to ignore the fans? You can't have it both ways. You're telling me that your fans are reaching out to you and telling you that you, they don't like the protest, so you got to do something about it. Fans are reaching out saying that they don't want Thursday night football. Yeah, I'm curious about that. If the How loud does it need to get for the NFL to say, you know what? Could it do us some good to just do away with it? 
I, I, I wonder just, if they I, start I thinking along those lines. Yeah. Yeah. I just wonder about fans. Do they care about it? Is it do they feel like the league is oversaturated? Do they or or they love the the uh option of of watching if they want. Do you know what I mean that that there's a yeah. game on if I want to watch or they just like NFL overload. Mhm. I mean, I love the option. I certainly don't speak for everybody. The ratings are good enough where there are a lot of people. It's almost it's weird comparison here, Rob. I'll bring in music. And I think this is a legitimate comparison. I think Thursday Night Football is like the band Nickelback. Now, hear me out on this. All right, let's hear this. Everybody seems to talk trash about Nickelback, as they should. They're a bad band, okay? But they've sold a lot. They've got platinum CDs and concert sales and memorabilia, all this stuff. There are people buying Nickelback stuff. So there are fans of that product out there. Yet you rarely hear anybody admit, like, oh, yeah, they're good. I dig them. You know what I mean? So there's all of this negativity about Thursday night football. There's far more people vocal against Thursday night than for it. But the ratings will show you that there are a good number of people still watching it, yet you don't hear about those people vocalizing it. Nope. And the other thing, too, is be careful about, you know, taking stock and saying something is good because – People watch you to buy tickets. Don't they sell a lot of wrestling tickets too? Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> whoa, whoa. What you you pick it on WWE over here? What are you saying? Uh oh. I just wanted to make sure. Papa uh-huh. Bear's not a wrestling guy. <laughs> I'm a wrestling guy. I'm gonna let that one slide. I, I, he didn't even flinch. I thought I was gonna get a reaction. He was gonna throw something at the plexiglass. We gotta get into that because there I asked Papa Bear about how he got his nickname. And there is a wrestling tie-in here. Is it? Uh, I always thought it was yeah. about gingerbread cookies or something. <laughs> no? Well, well, it's it's not necessarily, as I'm remembering or it porridge. walking through it, Rob, it's, it might not necessarily be his nickname. It's his his um, Twitter name. His, his moniker, Twitter name. His moniker, yeah. as, you, as you say. Yeah. We're going to get into that following Steve DeSager here, because we got to dig deep on this thing. There are some unanswered questions. Uh, that need to get going on here. But we've got the Gangster of Love here from the Geico Studios, Mr. Steve DeSager, to spin us around. What's going on, Steve? Greetings, gentlemen. we got a lot of college football scores to get to. Of course, Let's go to Let's get to them. There you go. Number one, Georgia lost 40-17 to at 10th-ranked Auburn. And right now, Alabama, ranked number two, is in a 14-all tie with about 30 seconds left in the first half at Mississippi State, which is ranked 16th. On Fox TV, it's number five, Oklahoma, hosting number six-ranked TCU. TCU has just scored to take a 7-3 lead. They're only about four minutes into the game, so this is a big 12. We could have some more scores. I'll just understate that. <laughs> Top 10 matchup with Notre Dame at Miami is scoreless about five minutes in. Also in progress early fourth quarter, number 19, Washington State, a 26-18 leader now at Utah. And late first half at number 25, Northwestern, Wildcats, a 7-0 lead against Purdue. Among the earlier games, Clemson beat Florida State 31-14. Wisconsin dominated Iowa 38-14. USC a winner at Colorado 38-24. At Ohio State, 
State, the Buckeyes blitz Michigan State 48-3. Penn State wins against Rutgers 35-6. And Oklahoma State was a 49-42 winner at Iowa State. Victories for Central Florida, NC State, and LSU. And at Georgia Tech, the home team beats number 17, Virginia Tech, 28-22. Elsewhere, UTEP has just lost their 0-10 now on the season. Lost at North Texas, 45-10. And if Kansas loses tonight, they'll be 1-9 on the season. Kansas losing at Texas, 35-17. Third quarter, back to you. Now, Steve, wait a minute. I saw the... Oh, you go ahead, Rob. No, no, no. I'll just, remember I was mine. just going to say real quick that I took uh, Rutgers in my uh, upset because what were they getting? 31 <laughs> was points. was a huge spread, yeah. But they yeah. covered. Wasn't it? What did <laughs> yeah. you say the score yeah, it was? was? 35-6. Oh, 35 Seth, you said 31-6. They got two field goals they first They still half. covered. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they're good. Right? They got that. They came closer than the whatever number you just said, yeah. 30, was- I was going to say, Rob, because um, Texas was a huge favorite against Kansas because that was the last score that Steve gave. Well, he touched on Kansas. But Kansas was, good Lord, they were uh, like 30-some point, like 38-point dogs or something like A huge line against Texas. And I was like, good Lord, Jayhawks. Get and your Texas, act together. Texas scored four touchdowns first quarter. <laughs> So you think, okay, this is going how we think it's going to be going. But now it's 35-17 Texas in the third. But Kansas with four wow. turnovers. Well, that'll change Can, things, right. Yeah. Can we find out what the line was initially on that Texas game? I'm just curious because I know it was a high spread. I, uh, I I put together these little geek charts, Rob, with just the ranked teams. I'll do the top 25 teams, and I'll I'll do the point spread and the total and just keep an eye on it because it's interesting to me. But the non-ranked games, I, I don't keep track of those. I see 38. So Is that possible? Yeah. That, I think that's what it was. Okay. It was right around 38. Okay. And then apparently it got down to uh, 32. Texas favored by 32. What? Wow. It moved that much? In other words, people like you. What much change down, What Steve, was this to, sentence to you had in the first segment of this show tonight? Like, if somebody had to force me to bet on this Notre Dame uh-huh. game, I would say, uh-huh. who, who has ever had to force you to bet? <laughs> that is the weakest sentence you know, of the show. You know there was no arm twisting whatsoever. Right. Come on now. It's true, though. It's true. Listen, there are plenty. Of, you guys make it sound like I got something on every single game. I, it's way more often than not where I'm like, I just don't have a great feel on this game. I'm not going to bet it for the sake of betting it. I want to bet a game where I feel strongly about, and if it doesn't go the way I thought it would, I can walk away saying, huh, didn't see that happen. So just you know? the over on the Oklahoma TCU that I mentioned. And there's been a score just as we're talking, a touchdown Oklahoma. This is going to go on all night. Hey, I, I'm going to say this. One one year yeah. at the Detroit News, we used to pick the games. The columnists would pick the NFL games every every for every Sunday, right? And uh-huh. one year, for I just had this unbelievable stretch. And you know, most of the people in the paper, it's usually you're around 500, a little above, a little below, you know, it's usually around 500. I was 40 games over 500 wow, on my that's picks. Great. And so many gamblers would, would, this is the before email, really would send uh-huh. in a little note, and they just could not believe it. They're like, dude, I've been following you all year. <laughs> you don't, you're the best. <laughs> they could not believe it because most guys are just 500. I had like 40 yeah. over. Yeah. It's tough, man. I'll do picks each week. With Dub Yarborough. Dub is the producer in Nashville for the Gorman Show, Steve Gorman Sports. 
And so Dub and I make our picks, our NFL picks, against the spread. We've done it for the entire year. We've only missed a couple of games based on there's no line until real late, and we just don't get that one in on time. But I'm like one game over 500 for the year, Rob. It's tough, man. It is not easy to consistently win against the point spread. Absolutely. It it really is hard, and that's why if you have any success, because you just there's a lot of things that happen you just don't expect to happen. Yeah. Something looks so obvious, and then it doesn't happen. Yeah, yeah. Like the Irish winning by four touchdowns, and it's three, and you're like, whoa, what happened? Listen to you. It's not happening tonight, though. (laughs) It's Brian, though, and Rob Parker. We're coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. It's easy to save 15% or more on car insurance with Geico. Go to geico.com or call 800-947-AUTO. The only hard part, figuring out which way is easier. Our guy, Papa Bear Ryan Smith. He is our tech producer here, Rob. Yes. And I asked him because his Twitter handle is a little bit different because we always say Papa Bear Ryan Smith on the show. Okay. And and his Twitter handle, I was like, where does where's McBain come from? And Papa Bear said, well, from my wrestling days. Were you a wrestler? Yes, I was a wrestler back in the day. I mean, are you serious? I'm totally serious, Like, yes. Like, what, sh- what, what, like, a real wrestler or one well, on the what's, show? What's real wrestling to you, uh? No, I mean like no. college, collegiate <laughs> no, wrestling. No, stuff you see on TV. Yes. So, you, so, so fake. You were as good as Special Delivery okay, Jones, I, right? First of all, it's not fake. Fake. It's predetermined. No, it's fake. Okay, we're like stuntmen. Okay. What What was your finishing move? How did you pin people? It's. Uh-huh. I can't really explain it on the air, but basically. Wait, I, what? You what? You come on, man! You can I explain a finishing dude, move. <laughs> basically, I grab them by the throat and I throw them up in the air, and then they land. On their throat, basically. It's hard to explain, but yes. Okay, and how much, be honest, be candid with us. Did they pay you $15 in a meal? Like, what was your cut to do that? I've made anywhere from like 5 to 50 bucks a show. Okay, that's what I figured. It can't be that much. It's not, it's not that much. Right. Did you ever get on the mic and talk trash to the crowd? Yes, I was very vulgar, by the way, yes. Really? And you were a bad guy? You were oh, a heel? Being a bad guy is the, oh, it's so funny. It's got to be you great. You can say whatever you want. <laughs> You can say whatever you want, and it's. I loved it. It was great. Oh. To, to wear what the was, to wear the tights. What kind of uniform did you have on? I still have my yeah, tights, yeah. by the way. I still have them. <laughs> I should bring did them you in frame them? I should bring them in. What were the? Did you have on the tights and then leather chaps to no, go I with? What was? Yeah. What was your typical uniform? Your outfit. <laughs> I had tights. So I had special tights. Yes. <laughs> You had special tights. Did yes. you go shirtless? Uh, sometimes, mostly no. I I wore I wore tights, wrestling boots, and maybe like a funny t shirt. Now, was- just be honest. Did you have a pack of sock in there too when you got those tights? No, I didn't, <laughs> <laughs> I didn't have to, Playboy. I didn't have to. Okay. Uh, walk up music. What, what do we have when you were? Yeah, walking up? yeah. yeah. Uh, I have to pants. Uh, most of the times, I was Tupac. Really? Yes. Okay. I love to see video. We got to go on YouTube. I'm sure there's some, I know, some YouTube stuff. We'll take it a look. We'll there's to. got. What's the worst injury that you you suffered? I got a concussion. Did you? And no, there was no protocol. They just said they just protocol. Right. No protocol. Get back in there. There was no doctor with nothing. Okay, I'm ready. Put me back in there, coach. And they're, and, uh, they're, and they're like, get back in there. We got more popcorn and, and pop to sell. That's the only reason. <laughs> we don't want this to end now. Like, that's how they made their money. 
Concussions didn't e- exist back then. Nah. They had money riding on mm. this stuff. But yeah. it's fake, though. It's... But I got a concussion. There you go. It uh-huh. is fake. It's predetermined. It's fake. Are you the same guy that goes to the movie theater and goes, oh, Jurassic Park. You know what? That's fake, you know. No, that's different. They have a literary license. <laughs> it doesn't matter. They have it's, a literary not, license. Still, I get that. It's, no, it's, it's predetermined. This is good, <laughs> though, man. Rob. Because he's unveiling a weak spot of his that yes. we can attack. Oh, Anytime you want to get under his skin, just say that wrestling is fake. It's completely fake. Why can't you just say it's fake? Because it's kn- not. Because it hurts. I've done it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. He walks funny now, man. It's real. You know, these real bumps exist. Yeah. But we, we found a weak spot, Rob. We can attack that. That's good. It's good news. All right. Coming up next from the Geico Studios. How long do we have to wait until we say this guy stinks? It's Brian No and Rob Parker right here with you on Fox Sports Radio. It's Brian No and Rob Parker here on Fox Sports Radio coming to you from the Geico Studios. Great news. It's a quick way you could save money. Switch to Geico. Go to Geico.com, and in 15 minutes you could save 15% or more on car insurance. I want to circle back to the Hulk Hogan slash Papa Bear Ryan Smith Entrance music, you know, but Miami just scored, and this is very disappointing, Rob. It's a nice throw. Malik Rogier in the back corner of the end zone. Miami on the board first. About to be 7 nothing. I just heard in the other room, go Canes. Is that right? Oh, stop. <laughs> oh, yeah. We're, we're waving our flag out here, baby. Uh-oh. <laughs> See, Gavin, it's just like Gavin Don't is. Don't blame me. Here's the thing, though, Rob. Gavin is the most lovable hater I know. <laughs> like, he'll say things, and it's just funny. You know how some of your friends will say things to, to poke you a little bit? Right, you know, they know, how to, they know the how to get you right. They know how to get yeah. you. But the way Gavin does it, I've never gotten mad, not even slightly mad, because he does it with a smile on his face, where he's like, go Canes, and I don't take it seriously whatsoever. You know? Right. You're not bothered. It's early, yeah. but you didn't you ex- didn't expect you're, you're him to not score? seeing the orange face paint I have on right now. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, like you talk trash. I love the St. Louis Cardinals. So in the playoffs, he was like, "Hey, what what channel are the Cards on tonight?" Just stuff like he oh, does that man. constantly. Yeah, but it's funny. I actually laugh at it. You know, not all my friends are like that. Some of my friends know how to really jab me, and I'm like, you know what? You're dead to me for the next two and a half days. And then we're going to be fine. I got something to run by you here, Rob Parker, and everybody else listening. Lonzo Ball has been stinking it up. He hasn't been playing well. I'm glad we're going here. I'm ready. Yeah. And so we're only a handful of games into the season. How how much more do you need to see of Lonzo Ball before you can say this dude is never going to be close to a star and might not ever be an all-star? I don't know if we can make that determination yet, but one thing I will say is right here, right now at this point, Lonzo Ball is a bust. And Mm -hmm. people can poo-poo it and, oh, you know, it's too soon. It's only been 12 games. He was the second overall pick. Magic said he's the face of the Lakers, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, Everybody talked about he's going to win the rookie of the year and all this other stuff. And this is my only thing. If we can look at Ben Simmons 12 games in and say this guy's the rookie of the year and look at what he's doing, then you could look at Lonzo Ball after 12 games the other way and say right now he's a bust. 
because that's the thing that people don't want to admit is that he's shooting a historically low under 30% in the NBA. We're not talking about a guy walking off the street, right? And we know he's not mm-hmm. it's not about him being the greatest shooter in the league and anything like that. But his play has not been up to par. I think if you're a LA Lakers fan right now, you feel like you were duped. Mm. The dad duped you, and maybe Magic duped you a little bit by saying this is the guy. Just that that's how you feel right now. Does that mean he can't come back and be better and, and get better and have a great career or a really good career? Right. Yeah, sure he can. But I'm talking about right now, bust. Yeah. I look at it and I see both sides of it because it's so early on. And I was at a game last night, Rob, during our tour of the States. Uh, I was in Portland last night and saw the the Blazers play the Nets. Where, where, how, so, where kind of travel budget know, do you man. have? Oh, my God. Private jet. Very Rob. nice. Okay. You know, yeah, I, got yeah. who, I see who I'm working with. I got Stand by. Yeah. But we were at the game, and of course, D'Angelo Russell, he was dealt from the Lakers to the Nets to make room for Lonzo Ball, you know? And D'Angelo Russell is playing really, really well now. Yeah, he's playing. He, he is for the Nets. A, yeah, he was not a stud for the Lakers. He had a lot of hiccups along the way. So I look at it and I say, from that standpoint, it's really, really early to say that Lonzo is never going to be anything whatsoever. Yeah, you can't say but, that. You can't. Yeah. But I'll, I'll right. say this, though. Most of the great players, not all, most, are good from day one. They, they, just, they, they, they are good. They come on the field, and you say, this guy's got something. That's usually mm-hmm. what happens. Magic Johnson didn't take four years to be great. He, he was from the first year he showed up. He made everybody better, and the Lakers won a, 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 a championship. Right? Yeah, that's true. The thing with Lonzo, and that's where I look at it on the other side, is these immense expectations because I don't think anything short of greatness is going to be tolerated or sufficient because think when magic introduced him he's like he pointed to the wall right where there's all the retired numbers and he's like we want your number up there one day Lonzo that's where he's at in terms of the expectations man I don't know that anybody's going to live up to that no I agree and when you put that kind of uh pressure out there and stuff People are going to expect a lot, and I get it, and and uh, that's why I think I, when I say this, I really believe people think they were duped, and and it would be interesting to see if if you're a Lakers fan or a Lonzo Ball guy, do you, do you feel like you were duped? We'd love to hear from you eight seven seven ninety nine on Fox. Do you feel that way? Like he was oversold to you by his dad and by Magic? Do you feel that, Brian? I think that, or you never bought into it, or you had measured expectations. Yeah, yeah, I had measured expectations from the get-go, and he's he's performed less than those even measured expectations. So he has been a disappointment. There's no denying that. But to to make it sound like this dude was a can't-miss all-time stud, I, I just didn't buy that. And the ugly and, and the ugly shot looks worse when it's not going in. Do you know what? I know I can, it, you man. can live no, with I the know. ugly shot. Sean yeah. Marion, he made shots, <laughs> right? That's right. Yeah. Yeah, you can't have an ugly form like that and miss on top because then you just look like there's no hope for you whatsoever. Coming up next from the Geico Studios, props for a team from a conference that should never happen again. <sighs> Rob, the Irish are down 14 nothing, man. This isn't good. I want to be upbeat. I want to 
sound like I'm having fun. You know, it's a good vibe. But what am I supposed to do if I'm just miserable and Notre Dame keeps stinking it up like this? Well, wait a minute. Is Miami on the run again? Are they are they in scoring uh, almost the red zone? They're almost in the red zone right now. They're like at the They're 30. The ball. Oh, my Woo! God. Look at this. They're at the 25. Wow, we got taps already and wow. everything. Goodness, man. It's too early for that. Too early for that. But Notre Dame is not looking good right now, man. It's one of these things, Rob. I love their running game, and I love that Miami's rush defense was pretty suspect. They gave up 264 rushing yards to Syracuse. Okay. Wow. <laughs> they they gave up over 200 to Georgia Tech and Florida State. They gave up 176 to North Carolina, who's horrible. You know. So I love Notre Dame's strength running the ball, matching up against Miami's weakness, which is stopping the run. And Miami's played great rush defense so far. And Notre Dame, that's been the weak spot. They do not have a good passing game. Brandon Wimbush just threw a screen pass at Josh Adams' ankles. It wasn't even close to being catchable. It's a screen pass. Terrible. So if if they don't have that passing game tonight especially, it might be a done deal already. I hate to say it. Look at you so early. What is it? Is it the first? Is it the sec, early in the second quarter? How much time is left? <laughs> uh, yeah. It's, I didn't see it. It's early in the second quarter, isn't it? Right. It's very early. Well, it's the end of the first quarter now. Right, so okay. we're just heading into the second. That's what I thought. Okay. It's, yeah, it's early. But Miami, they got a 14-point lead. They're knocking on the door. They're threatening to score more. And I'm just saying, if Notre Dame can't run the ball effectively, that's what they have to do to be able to move the ball. Because they average close to 325 yards on the ground per game. Wow. Like, so if Miami is somehow able to rise up and slow that running game down with their front seven, I really think it's a wrap. Because I don't have enough faith in the passing game as a whole in Brandon Wimbush coming back from injury last week. I just don't think they have enough on the road against Miami tonight. Did you see this comment or no? No. <laughs> I mean, I'll say this, Rob, because I thought the running game would, would be effective tonight. And there's still a chance it can be. But in terms of if the running game is slowed down, that's the way it was against Georgia. They didn't come close to rushing for 100 yards against Georgia. And they scored 19 points. They just struggle to put points on the board if the running game is held in check. And so we'll see. I hope it changes, obviously. But if it doesn't, I don't expect the passing game to be enough to bring them back to win it. I just don't see that. Man. All right. <laughs> I got it. I got it. Yeah. I, it's it's When it's 14 nothing and they're knocking on the door, it does. But they could get a turnover. You don't know. It's not over. Oh, yeah. A turnover, yeah, a yeah. turnover changes the game. Right away, right? Turnover at the goal line yes. changes the game. So let's wait and see. Let's not uh, panic yet. Now, if uh, Miami scores, maybe it's time to panic. But let's see what happens first. <laughs> yeah, sure, sure. I'm just, it's all based on if the Notre Dame running game is, is stopped or slowed down. I think they've, they've got to be able to run the ball effectively to get back in it and to win it. I just don't see it becoming a shootout and Wimbush is like, well... They're shutting down the running game. It's all good. I got you. And he just throws for an ungodly amount of yardage. I don't see it happening. So I I just hope that the running game gets back on point because that's the best chance Notre Dame has to crawl back into this one. But it's early, Rob. You're the voice of positivity. I like that. I need words of encouragement here tonight. Yeah, you don't always have to be negative Nelly and always uh, paint the the, uh, (laughs) negative picture. You know, I've seen games. I've seen so many games 
where it looked like teams are out of it and it's all over. You you've seen them. I mean, oh sure, yeah. yeah. It's just it's just too early. That's all I'm. Yeah, saying. I'm not saying it's over. I'm just saying they got to be able to run the ball. Gotta. And if they can't, then it's over. <laughs> it's, it's, they've got to be able to run the football. Notre Dame, or it, it's a wrap. Um, 877-99 on Fox. That's your phone number. It's Brian No and Rob Parker. We're coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. Visit geico.com for a free rate quote. Before tonight's Oklahoma TCU game, Rob, I kept on hearing about it. If there's ever a defense that could give Oklahoma fits and slow them down, it's TCU's defense. I heard comments like that left and right. And you look up, they've played a quarter, and Oklahoma has 17 points on the board and almost 200 yards of offense. That was easy. Yeah. We should learn our lesson at some point not to sing the praises of any Big 12 defense, especially if they're playing against a highly touted Big 12 offense. You know what I'm saying? I'm with you 100% because the results aren't there enough to believe that they're stopping anybody. Yeah. It just isn't there, man. Baker Mayfield, he's limping around a little bit. Um, But short of some type of injury to Baker Mayfield, it was a fumble, he got hit in his right knee. Hopefully he's all right. Uh, But short of an injury or Baker Mayfield really slowed down like that, I don't have faith in TCU's defense. It's not a horrible defense, but I don't have faith in them to just like really hold Baker Mayfield in Oklahoma in check. It's the Big 12. To hold them in check would be like limiting them to 31 points at home. You know? It's just... (laughs) It's a different standard for Big 12 defenses. I got you. I'm not, I'm not going to argue with you because we've seen all the points in the, in the Big 12, so why should we expect anything other? And I'm trying to see what happened with the Miami. Uh, where are we? Okay. Third down. We're third and goal right now. Incomplete on second and goal. So we need the Irish to rise up, either force a turnover. This is what I'm saying is right here to get a, a stop, field goal. right? Field yeah, goal? What, yeah. what if he misses the field goal? Or they block hey, what if it? it's blocked and returned for a touchdown? That's what I'm talking about. Right. I'm trying to give yeah. you a little bit of hope. Hang on. Hang on, Sloopy. Hang on. <laughs> you know what's going to happen as we're saying this? It's going to be a walk-in touchdown, right? You think so? I don't think so. Like, I, I think that's what we're where we're headed with what we're saying here. All right. All right. Let's see here. All right. Oh, knocked it down. Almost and an almost interception, Almost interception. Rob. This is what I was telling you. Yeah. Not bad. We'll force them to a field goal try. Not bad. I'll take that. We got to start the this momentum. Almost, we got to stop the bleeding, was, Rob. This was almost an interception, a big one right here. Yeah. Yeah, they need that. They need that. All right, 877-99 on Fox is your phone number. A couple, couple of people want to chime in on Lonzo Ball. Yeah, let's do that. 12 games in. He stunk it up, Rob. And uh, it's it's not off base to say that he stunk it up. So and, and that's, that's what I'm saying. If, if, yeah. we, if we can say that uh, – if we can say that someone after 12 games, in Ben Simmons's case, is the rookie of the year and you can just forget about the rest of the rookies, you know what I mean, and it's going to be his yeah. to win, why can't we look at, at, at Lonzo after 12 and just say he's a bust after 12 games? That's what he is. I'm not saying a bust for his career, but after 12 games. Yeah. So Jeff is in Vegas. He's got something for us. You go ahead, Jeff. You're on Fox Sports Radio. Man, since 75, those expectations weren't too much for Kobe Bean Bryant, and he was younger than Ball when they were placed on him. So 
it, it, it seems unfair. The kid's barely been in the league. I like his maturity. I like the way he handles himself. Yes, he's got an ugly shot, but it will get better. I believe we've got the right player to lead this team back to the championship. I'll take him at 19, 20 years old over D'Angelo Russell, who's still looking for maturity. Yeah, but the only problem is you've got to face up and be honest. It's been bad. This is not what you expected. Mm-hmm. I don't care what you say. It's not what you expected when they made this guy a starter from Jump Street. Nobody was looking at him being a project. So now you're saying it's okay that he's a project? I expected him to be a project. He's 19. He played. So why did he start from the beginning? Because we didn't have anybody better, and somebody who knows way more about basketball than you do. Hey, hey, hey! Let me tell you this. Let me tell you this. And that's fine. Those guys make mistakes all the time. You want to go look through the, through the list of uh, top picks in the NBA draft on, on these general managers, Brian, and these people? Oh, uh, there's plenty of them. There's plenty man. of them. Don't right. tell me. Yeah. I, yeah, I know Magic knows more about basketball. Doesn't mean he can't make a mistake on a player. Sure. Come on now. <laughs> That's right, man. I mean, look, Magic Johnson, he definitely went all in with Lonzo Ball. But that doesn't mean he's a can't-miss Hall of Famer just because Magic, you know— Put his trust in the guy. It's just there. There's an ungodly amount of pressure and expectations for Lonzo Ball with Lavar and everything that he said. He's a marked man. Look at Patrick Beverly. What he did game one. You know, so it's going to be a period of time here where he is completely a marked man in the NFL uh, in the NBA. That's not the easiest thing to deal with as a rookie. No doubt about it. And I think when you're a marked man and everybody's coming for you, and they're not only trying to to get at you, but but your dad as well. The whole nine mm-hmm. yards, and I think that's, right. what he's, that's what he's facing now. Yeah, they're trying to shut Lonzo down to get even with LeVar. You know? Right. <laughs> it's crazy, right? Brian is in Vegas, also wants to chime in. Go ahead, Brian. You're on Fox Sports Radio. That was good, Rob. It was good, Brian. What's up? Hey, man. Nothing much, man. Hey, I think the whole thing on Lonzo Bar is the thing, man. I feel that. He wasn't never really – he was a good college player, but I think his dad hyped him up so much. And him being drafted to the Lakers second overall, it just put this uh, bunch of hype around him. But I never really think he had like that it factor to come into uh, a, 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 a team, you know, come into a team and really make a big impact like that, especially the Los Angeles Lakers in the state that we are, we're in right now. See, I, I, I think that that's an honest assessment. I think his dad sold everybody on this kid, and the Lakers, Rob Palenka and Magic Johnson, scared to death not to take him. And I get it because, Brian, if they didn't take him and he turned out to be a star and he was in your backyard at UCLA and you didn't scout mm-hmm. him right and didn't – Oh, gosh, Right? Yeah. You would never live that down. It's not a kid right. from Portland, Oregon or from Detroit or somewhere, you know what I mean, where maybe you didn't get to see him. He's in your background. You could have gone to every game he played at home and watched that kid. They had no shot, yeah. uh, no choice other than to take him. And I'm not mad at him for taking him. I'm just saying what people expected is not what he's delivered so far. Yeah, that's fair. And, I mean, think of it because it goes the other way, too, to to what the caller was saying, to what Brian was saying was, um, or, or more so is the first caller with Jeff. Uh, where he's he just he's wearing his Laker glasses and thinks everything's going to magically work out, but it's not like Magic and the Lakers had zero reason whatsoever to take Lonzo. 
You know, where it's just a UCLA right. backyard kid and hopefully things where it's just major league reach. He had a great college career. He was a stud in college. It he just, changed the it, UCLA program. There's no doubt yes, about it. None. Yes, absolutely. So there was reason to take him, and there's reason to still be optimistic that he can get it done. But he's just been bad so far. Man, there's nothing wrong with saying he's been bad to this point. Yeah, people are so like sensitive about that. Oh, how could you say that about the kid? Because I'll tell you this right now. Had he been playing like Ben Simmons, people would be ranting and raving, oh, and nobody would say, well, you yeah. can't really call him how great he is because he's only played 12 games. You, they, wouldn't, right. they would never entertain that. Never. So if There gonna, would be nothing with 12 games if he was exactly. awesome. Exactly. They, they wouldn't yeah. even bring that up, right? Wouldn't even no. bring it up. Yeah. It would be the opposite. It would be like, hey, it's only 12 games. Imagine how much greater it's going to be. Right. <laughs> it would be something like that. It wouldn't be a negative. It wouldn't be a negative uh, like, oh, it's only 12 games. Yep. Eight seven seven ninety nine on Fox. You want to check in, feel free to do so. Coming up next from the Geico Studios, potential controversy in the NFL on the field for a change. We'll get into that. It's Brian Noe and Rob Parker right here with you on Fox Sports Radio. It's Brian Noe and Rob Parker. Coming to you from the Geico Studios. What does it mean when Geico says just 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance? means you probably should have gone to Geico.com 15 minutes ago. What a jerk our guy, Papa Bear, is. Technical producer. He knows I love Notre Dame. He knows I'm from South Bend, Indiana. He knows that I'm just twisting with Notre Dame, not being able to move the ball effectively. And what does he do, Rob Parker? He comes back. With some Will Smith Miami music. That is just, that is low brow this right there. This was a jam in the day, wasn't it? It was. It's it a was. good song. Man. This oh, was yeah. also his walkout music a few years ago. <laughs> Where he's wearing his tights, his sig- signature tights. Yeah, don't forget the boots. Sl- tights, the boots. boots. And then he would go to Hollywood afterwards to hang out and have a few drinks. <laughs> <laughs> Shirt optional as a wrestler. You don't Budding know me. star back in the day. You don't know me. And he had the taco meat on his chest. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> That's that crazy. I love hair. the description of the finishing move where he grabbed him by the throat and then threw and then him. the guy fell down on his throat. Right. And it's hard to yes. explain. I pull a, a, a suit from uh, the Dolphins and. You know, throw them up in the air. That's what and I would and do. what did you call that move? Was it a signature? What did they call it? It was called the flow check. The float check? The flow check. Flow check. Okay. Yes. Did you hear the anger in his voice when you screwed up the name of his sorry. finishing move? He sounded surprised that you didn't know the name of it. I know. Like, it's so sorry. famous. You know who Ryan McBain is? The big wrestling star in the Indies. I, you know what? I, you know what? Let me see. I was thinking it was you and Chief J Strongbow or something and Mickey Rourke. You know, Haystacks Calhoun. Do you remember him? Yeah. He made it sound like it was the how equivalent much, of the Stone Cold Stunner. How much did he weigh? Haystacks Calhoun. You uh, got to know. Bills. No, more than that. They used to they used to say what his weight was. That's why if you really know wrestling, you know how much he weighed. Give me a guess. I don't focus on men's weight. No, Sorry. but that's what that was. <laughs> that's not my thing, but that was the thing. hook. That was the hook on um, why they called him Haystacks Calhoun. They used to introduce him and say 601 pounds of disgusting blubber. Okay. They couldn't say that nowadays. Okay. And by oh, the way, man. My finisher, it was a choke slam into a Stone Cold Stunner. That's what it was. That's the best way to describe it. And so why did you stop doing okay. it? Okay. Because it hurts. That's why you stopped? <laughs> and I don't want to take steroids. <laughs> I mean, well, you're just not committed then. 
That's right. What it comes down a to. little acne on your back. A, yeah. A, a, yeah. You know, maybe your member being shriveled a little bit. What's you still making money? Wanna yeah. like you want to make it or not? Or something, you know? <laughs> the reason why these wrestlers are dying in their 40s, early 50s. Yeah. No, I hear yeah. you. Okay. That's that's fair. Wow. So we've got uh, Bama is trailing right now. They were down 21-17. No interception. Looked like Jalen Hurts might have thrown a pick six, but that's not the case. Bama is punting. But we're winding down here in the third quarter, Rob, and Bama is trailing and playing defense. They'll pull it out. You got Bama still. I still got Bama. Plenty okay. of time left on the clock to panic. Lots of time. Banged up. Bama's incredibly banged I up. I understand. Wouldn't be the stunner of all stunners, but I hear, I'm with you. I'm with you on this one. It's just not It's not big enough for where I feel like it's insurmountable. You know, they're one turnover or bad play, right? Yeah. From getting back into the game or taking a lead. So I'm, I'm one score – I'm not buying it. it uh, any reason to panic when you're Alabama? Yeah. We're going to get back into the top three in the college football playoff rankings. But I wanted to hit on this with you, Rob, because there's some controversy right now with Russell Wilson in the Thursday night football game. He got hit in the jaw, and the referee, Walt Anderson, said, you got to go off for a play because he thought he might have been dinged, thought he might have had a possible concussion. So Russell Wilson went to the sideline. He sat on the bench. They started to put the tent around him. You know how they do that? Right. And it didn't even get over him before he said, I'm good, I'm fine. He missed one play, and he went back into the game. Well, see, and after, that's a bad yeah. thing there from the league, because if you're going to have protocol, you got to go through with it. I mean, they right. should find him for, for – I'm serious – to tell people this is not a joke. You can't determine this on your own. A doctor has to clear you and make sure you're okay. I, I'm serious. Yeah. yeah. Oh, it's That's the day and age we're in in terms of concussions, the long-term ramifications, not just to the players, but as we all know, also to the league. That's where we're at right now. And so Russell Wilson, he said he was 100% fine. It was all good. He said that Walt made a great decision, first of all, to have him go out of the game. But this is the part where he said, and then I finally went over through the whole concussion stuff. We went through every question you could imagine. I answered even some more for them just so they knew I was good and then went back in there, which is totally false. (laughs) They didn't have time for any of that. Nobody asked him any questions. He was on the sideline for a play. And everybody saw it. You know what yeah. I mean? Everybody's like, right. nothing happened. Where was the guy who was supposed to be over there manning, watching the store? Where was that guy? Yeah. There was nothing even close to the way he explained it, at least when he initially went off the field. So let's say this. Worst case scenario, Rob, he suffered a concussion. He was hit right on the jaw. The head moved back. It's possible he suffered a concussion. They went to the sideline, sat on the bench for one play, and before the doctors came over there, he just said, I'm good. I'm going back in there. And they're like, all right, go for it. That's where – imagine if he did suffer a concussion, what the ramifications would be. Right. This is where the NFL has to come down on him. I'm serious from the standpoint of they're going to be held responsible. If you don't – you got these things in place. If the players don't abide by them and the teams don't right. force the players to do it, you're liable. You're going to be right. liable. Why yeah. was he allowed to come back in the game if he didn't – do the, t- the protocol. I- I'm telling you, right. that's a bad look. And if something happens to him down the road, 
There's your videotape. You want to go to court with that? Right. They, they let me go right back in. Nobody talked to me. Nobody checked. And that's the th- that's where we're at. Am in I terms right? Of the, that's a clear yeah, case. The, con- the concussion protocol where it's agreed upon is developed by the NFL, the NFL Players Association, where if a player is thought to possibly be concussed or he wasn't checked thoroughly, you could have teams be fined. You could have those teams lose draft picks. So I don't expect Seattle to lose their number one overall, uh, their first round draft pick because of this. But we're we're starting to gradually move along, Rob. We're constantly moving toward more safety and more checks and balances in terms of safety. And something like this, this is a, a, a great opportunity for the NFL to lower the boom in some regard instead of just saying, well, you know, it seemed like he was okay, so eh, no big deal. Not I would expect them big, to do something here. If they come out harsh and and penalize Russell Wilson, other players will know that they're going to take some money if you don't if you don't go along with it. Do you know what I mean? Right. Like once you yeah. start taking money, that changes everything. It just does. And they got to protect themselves as a league. They, they have to. They're facing lawsuits. You know, when you and you just got video, talking you got about videotape now, so showing yeah. that the protocol wasn't followed, and now yeah, well, when, when you have all of these players suing the NFL and there's a B for billion dollars involved and the cost of these settlements and all of this stuff like the NFL does not take that lightly they these billion dollar owners these billionaire owners they are not fond of seeing money go out of their pockets no matter how much they have still in there so those are the ramifications if there are lawsuits and players are trying to recoup what they lost and blaming the NFL for it, well, the NFL is going to change rules. They're going to change protocol along the way so they're not as likely to be as liable as they have been in the past. 100%. I'm with you. Do we have to get back to Notre Dame stinking it up? What happened now? Uh, it's just... They can't move the ball, man. Brian Kelly, Brian Kelly went for it on his own 35, and they got it on fourth and one. They were going to go for it again. It was fourth and one right around the 45, and uh, there was a false start penalty. So I mean, he's starting to get desperate. He's rolling the dice here, man. We got Oscar music. I don't know if this is a Miami theme. I don't even know. Papa Bear is just loving every single second of do you, this. Do you need Notre a Dame tissue, Brian? Are you all right? You need a tissue? Oh, and there we go. What did I just tell you? Brandon Wimbush, interception. It wasn't a pick six, but Miami is inside Notre Dame's 10-yard line. I told you, they can't throw the ball effectively. If they're going to get back into this game, they have to run it. Wow. And, and if they're not running it, it's a wrap. And Mississippi State is in the red mm. zone. Wow. Mm. The end of the third shake quarter Shake-up Saturday. It is shake-up right. Saturday. But there you go. You have... Uh, I. You know, another people are watching the uh, Notre Dame Miami game, and they're thinking they're watching Thursday night football because it's so bad and lopsided. <laughs> How's that? <laughs> That's messed up, Rob Parker. Sorry I thought about we were better that. friends. I'm than sorry. That, but... That's how bad it is. Am I watching a college great college matchup, or am I watching Thursday night football? I gotta tweet that. I'll get some oh, retweets man. on that. All right, there you go. <laughs> Get on that. Uh, Coming up next with the Geico Studios, more on the top three teams in college football. If they all go down, just like Georgia has, what are we looking at in terms of the rankings? First, though, Steve DeSager to spin us around. Hopefully, Steve, 
This is the one time where as yes? little Notre Dame stats as possible. Oh, well, we're going to lead with stats, actually. They're oh, down 17 okay. nothing right. mid-second quarter at Miami, this top-10 matchup. Notre Dame now 2-for-10 passing with two interceptions. And Josh Gosh. Adams on the ground, 11 carries, 22 yards. Mm. We'll move on. Number one, Georgia lost at 10th-ranked Auburn, 40-17. to And number two, Alabama is trailing 21-17. End of the third quarter at 16th-ranked Mississippi State, which is driving. I mentioned number three, Notre Dame, is losing. Guys, your beloved producer asked, has there been a number one, two, three, all losing on the same day? I, it's not definitive, but I did find something from AP that... In 2008, numbers 1, 3, and 4 all lost on the same date. And there was, in November 1990, Notre Dame was ranked number 2 and was the only one out of the top 5 to win that week. Mm. Four out of the AP top 5 lost the same day that Saturday Mm. in 1990. That was a first. Number 19, Washington State has secured victory at Utah, 33-25. to The Utes committed seven turnovers in that home game. Number 25, Northwestern, now a 20 to nothing leader against Purdue in the third. And on Fox TV, number 5, Oklahoma, a 24-14 leader against sixth-ranked TCU mid-second quarter. Earlier, we had wins for Clemson and Wisconsin, for USC and Ohio State, which killed Michigan State 48-3. to Penn State and Oklahoma State got wins. Georgia Tech upset number 17 Virginia Tech 28 to 22. There was a stat that Nebraska could be finishing with a losing record this year for the second time in 3 years. Nebraska lost at Minnesota today 54-21. So the Cornhuskers are 4 and 6. Nebraska football did not have a single losing record from the early 60s until 2003, over 40 straight years without a losing record. This could be two out of three years. They still have to play Penn State and Iowa to finish out their league schedule. And we do have one college basketball final for you as the season is underway nationally. Appalachian State wins at home 135-34 to against dreaded Toccoa Falls. Now, apparently App State's home arena. Wait a minute. What was the score? 135-34. to They beat them by 101 points. Did they cover the spread? I know. What was the spread? <laughs> was the spread 200? <laughs> the home arena at App State uh, seats over 9,000. Attendance listed at 872 people. Wow. 872 on a college football Saturday. The losing side. I looked at the box score. The starters on the losing side. One guy was 2 for 12 shooting. Another 1 for 12. Another 0 for 11. Those are your starters, people. The whole team... They made 11 baskets in the entire game compared to 21 turnovers. Nearly double the amount of hoops they had for the game. 135 to 34. Wow. There you go. By the way, Steve, I just have to make sure I got this right. Was this a home win or an away win for Appy State? It was home, but it was, it was a home. Foot, and they it had was a less football than a thousand day. at home yeah. while they won by one hundred and one. App State football, uh, don't they? Ooh. I don't know if they played today, but I know that App State football has been good in recent years. Of course. Oh yeah, no, they are perennial. Saturday they're football perennial will winner. be yeah in the South get the get the attention over a visiting Tacoa Falls basketball team. Yes. There's a lot to chew on there, Steve DeSager. You do a great job with these updates, man. I don't know if there's, like, smoke hovering from the keyboards over there in Steve DeSager's <laughs> studio. You got all kinds of stuff there, Rob. You're talking seven turnovers for Utah in a game? How do you find a way to turn the ball over seven times in a game? 
It's not like Washington State plays lockdown defense yeah, over there. That's, a, that's an amazing number, right. You, you probably, you, you know, three or four turnovers are, is really bad, but seven in one game? Yeah, yeah. And by the way, this is the first time in the Nick Saban era that Alabama has allowed three rushing touchdowns in a game. That's an impressive stat right there. Yeah. And Mississippi State, we know how they love to run the football. Love to run it. Um, okay, uh, you got something for us, Gavin? All right, here we go. The last time that the top three teams all lost on the same day was January 1st, 1966. Wow. <laughs> okay. Wow. It was, what month was it again? It was It was New Year's. January 1st. Okay, so we're talking 66. bowl games here. Yeah. Bowl games in 66. You know who won the national championship in 1966? Right? I know one of those was UCLA upsetting number one Michigan State in the Rose Bowl. What else you got, Steve? Come uh, on, man. I, That's have, all... I have also found LSU beat number two Arkansas and Alabama, <laughs> which was fourth, beat number three Nebraska. Wow. Okay. So this what well, this is technically the sixty five season. Notre Dame Correct. won it in sixty six. Remember when Bubba Smith played for yeah. Michigan State? It's that era. Yes. Remember the Michigan State ten ten tie with Notre Dame? That, I think that was That's that right. season, wasn't it? It, it was the sixty six season. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and uh, and we got Alonzo Ball update. I guess he's playing pretty well against Milwaukee. The uh, Lakers are only down a, a pair, only down two, and almost halftime. Has 11 points, 6 rebounds, and 10 assists. A plus 16 on the plus-minus board. So a good night for him. Good for him. Yeah, not bad. It's it's funny with Lonzo Ball, because you know this as well as I do, Rob, is from game to game, the narrative just changes like crazy. Where if Lonzo has a great game, it's, oh, see, all see, this criticism, yep. it's made up, and he's going to be a stud. If he absolutely stinks it up, you and I are saying, hey, man, it's not to say he's going to be a bust forever but for, for eternity, right now, but right. he looks horrible right now. It's just, here's the one thing that we can agree on. This dude is great for the NBA because how many other players, their performances are fixated on as much as Lonzo's are right now this early in his career? You're right. Nobody gets the attention that, that he's gotten. Uh, I don't know, is the last guy LeBron? gotten so much attention oh yeah right, right? think I'm, about that i mean i'm serious i would say lebron james is the last guy who got this much attention before he even played a game in the nba right just the attention the scrutiny the reaction game by game this early on i mean as great as ben simmons has been he doesn't generate as much conversation as alonzo has oh no not even close not not right. even close People know that he's a great player, or you know what I mean, and that he's going to be. But he doesn't yeah. get he doesn't get the love or the attention. I think I told no. you this before. My nephew in New York, Alvin, he's a, a Nick fan, a New Yorker, you know, in the whole nine yards. And he wants to come out and visit me in L.A. And his prerequisite to coming out was, I want to come when uh, the Lakers and Lonzo are playing. He had never said that in all my years of covering sports and teams and living in different mm. cities. Did he ever ask to come visit to see a particular player? Yeah. So that told me a lot. Do you know? He's not a Laker fan. He's not about L.A. sports. He wanted sure. to see a Lonzo Ball in person. Oh, there's no doubt. It's a monster story, you know? It's huge. 
I can understand why you would want to go see Lonzo. It's not just all hype based on college and everything that LeVar is doing. To He's made his son one of the biggest stories in the league before he even stepped foot in it. <laughs> like that's, that's not easy to do, but that was exactly the case. So I can understand why it's so big of a story. It's just that is so much to live up to, Rob. <laughs> You've got everything that your dad has said. Right. He's talked trash on your behalf for so long, and now you got to be the one to cash those checks. Absolutely, and guys are not only coming after you, but when they're tackling, you know what I mean, when, they, when they're hampering you and playing t- tough against you, they also say, and take that to your daddy or let your yeah. daddy know. You know what I mean? Like right. the, the dad's a part of it. Yeah, yeah. I wonder if there's ever going to be a, a time, because Lonzo, he's, he's basically been cool as can be about the whole thing. Where they're always asking the question, hey, do you ever tell your dad, like, hey, man, can you not set me up for failure at some point here? And he's like, no, man, that's just him. That's how he is. He's been cool this whole time, but I wonder if he he keeps getting dominated, if that's ever going to change at some point. And, guys, I don't know if uh, you've mentioned it, but Lakers TV did say if Lonzo Ball gets a triple-double tonight— he would be the youngest player ever to get one, beating LeBron James by four days. Lonjo just turned 20. He has in the first half the 11.6 rebounds, 10 assists. Mm. Ever the youngest. Yeah, ever. It's a long time, man. All right. I guess, against, against, I, guess, I guess that's something to hang your hat on. Maybe against Milwaukee or whatever. But, I mean, as bad, and you guys were correct. As bad as this, there is no excusing how bad this has been. Absolutely. Yeah. This is, you know, at least for uh, matchups with Milwaukee history. And, and, you know, it's, I say this every Sunday night on this other show, he just needs to stop shooting threes. Right. But, <laughs> but, you, but you know why he's, if he's shooting, shooting Steve? If he's shooting 35%, people pay attention less. But you know why? Because he's wide open. They're letting him take, they're, they're yeah. like, they That's won't right. guard him at the three-point line. Not a threat. Right. I, I would yeah. leave him open from there, too. They're, they're giving him the Rondo treatment, really. Right. You remember when Rondo first came in the league, they didn't even defend him. <laughs> they're just like, go ahead, do us a favor and shoot. Right. He said it, Lonzo has said it, that it's more so in his head. Um, and maybe maybe he's able to get out of that. But you have major questions just about his form. And once the, the shot starts going in when he's open, is he going to be able to create his own shot? Is he going to be able to have enough time to get that shot off? When they start honoring it and guarding him, well, right. those are legitimate Cause, questions. Because there's another, there's another thing for people say. Well, his shot's going to come down and it's going to start falling. But you're right. Once he starts making shots, now they're going to defend you differently, right? They're going to, yeah. they're going to have to respect you. Right now, they're letting him shoot. I, don't, I, I if I'm a coach, sag off of him. Go double team mm-hmm. somebody else until that kid can make shots and. Uh, Make you have to guard him, I wouldn't guard him. Not tightly, at least. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, it's a little bit like LeBron. LeBron hated that when they didn't respect his shot. Right. And then if it didn't go down, now it's this whole mental battle. It's a whole thing. So that's something else that Lonzo's got to deal with. There's a lot on his plate this early in his career, man. A lot. It's overflowing. All right, coming up next to the Geico Studios. There is a player in this Notre Dame-Miami game that is being treated like a star NFL player was last year. We'll give you that in just a few minutes. It's Brian No and Rob Parker live with you right here on Fox Sports Radio. It's Brian No and Rob Parker. 
They're on Fox Sports Radio, coming to you from the Geico Studios. Great news. So quick way you could save money. Switch to Geico. Go to geico.com, and in 15 minutes, you could save 15% or more on car insurance. Rob, I mean, you might have to carry this segment. I'm just going to be honest with you. Because- Are you okay? You'll be all right. Come on. Notre Dame's been bad before. You, you smell that? That's Notre Dame, my man, because it's 27 nothing. This isn't helping, Rob. This oh, is I'm not sorry. helping. I'm trying to help you out. <laughs> it's an interesting tactic. Um, it's called tough yeah. love. Tough love. Yeah. So Trajan Bandy, he just uh, intercepted Ian Book, who has replaced Notre Dame's quarterback Brandon Wimbush. And old Bandy, he uh, he went for a house call, pick six. I like that house call. Yeah. And the turnover chain is in full effect. Their third interception tonight. What do you think of that turnover chain? You like that? Rob? I like that as well. But that was a horrible pass. That was thrown right to him. It's terrible. Right to so, him. What are you doing? Like, telegraphed it, right. stared down the receiver. And threw it right to the defender. Right to the guy. Couldn't have been an easier interception. And and Wim, Wimbush on the sideline goes, really? You put him in? I know. You put him I in over me? for this guy? Yeah. Man, dude, it's, it's just embarrassing right now. Notre Dame offensively has gained 127 yards. And that's this offense has been humming all season long. And they just cannot get it going. And The comparison I would make, Rob, tonight, I think that Josh Adams, their stud running back, is getting the Leonard Fournette treatment. Remember how Leonard Fournette, when he was at LSU, they'd go up up against Alabama, and Bama was like, you know what? You are not running the football on us. If you can beat us with the passing game, which we don't think you can because you don't have a quarterback, then props to you. But we're going to load up and we're going to stop your biggest asset, which is Leonard Fournette. That's what they're doing to Josh Adams tonight, who he might not end up being Leonard Fournette, but in college, in terms of production, what he's been able to do this year— He's a legitimate Heisman contender, Josh Adams is, and they have completely bottled him up, and that sole focus of the game plan was in doing just that. And it worked, and look where Notre Dame is. Yeah. They just, they are not, <laughs> you know how you always hear you got to diversify your portfolio? Oh, wait a minute. Did Miami just do an onside kick? They're enjoying this so much. <laughs> no. <laughs> they kicked it deep. I'm just kidding. Messed up. That would be that, that would be messed up. Imagine <laughs> if they put it up to the onside kick and got the ball back. Notre Dame has not diversified their offensive portfolio. They just cannot do a whole lot beyond run it down your throat. And if they're not running it down your throat, it's like, oh shoot, uh, we can't throw the ball that well. So we're pretty much screwed. That's where their offense is right now. They made a change in the first half. Rob, because they panic. They just don't have a good passing attack. I, I don't have an issue with them pulling the plug. It just was bad, and you saw it. They couldn't move the ball at all. It was just it was horrible. Sometimes it's not your night, and you got to try something else. To be fair to the other guys out there, you know what I mean? Otherwise, right. otherwise, what's the purpose of other guys being on the team? You should just have enough guys who play. Because if other guys aren't getting it done, you got to give people an opportunity. So I'm... I get Brian Kelly. I get it. I hear you. The one thing is, I'd tie Lonzo Ball into this. 
if you're going to make a quarterback change, I get it because Wimbush hasn't exactly set the college football world on fire throwing the football. And a couple of the throws tonight, he literally threw a screen pass at Josh Adams' ankles. So, And he threw two interceptions. He was like two for ten with two picks. I can understand why you would make a change, but if you make that change and the guy comes in, throws an interception that looks as bad as a Lonzo Ball jumper just in terms of his oh, form, man. you can't have that happen. You know what I mean? That was nice. The Miami coach asked uh, the sideline reporter, do we have to play the second half? <laughs> I'm kidding. Sideline reporter would be like, why wouldn't you want to why? at this rate, you know? Oh, man, it's getting bad. Going from bad to worse. Um, pay close attention to next hour's bumper music. Papa Bear Ryan Smith will be having lots of fun at my expense. That's coming up, and it's along the way. Oh, we got lots going on, Rob. I'm going to on purpose, talk about teams that have nothing to do with Notre Dame. So I can intentionally avoid that fiasco right now with them getting shut out 27 nothing. You sound a little Bama? bitter. You sound a little bitter. Oh, man, it's rough, man. Bama, it's one you, thing that Bama is tied now, right? And it's 10 minutes yeah. to go in the fourth quarter. That game's not Yep. Up. It's good. 24 apiece. And Bama, you're talking about number two ranked Soon to be number one ranked again if they can win this game, Alabama. And they're in a dogfight right now. Oh, yeah. No, Mississippi State is definitely they're, – they're, they're fighting. They're not laying, laying – laying, uh, rolling over even though Alabama just tied the score. Right. And you think about all those injuries with Bama. I mean, this is the dumbest thing that happens in sports, Rob, is that people will be like, oh, excuses, these injuries. It's, sometimes it's a reason. Okay, I understand you could give me next man up and all that stuff, but if you have uh, Aaron Rodgers out for the year and your backup is Brett Hundley, that kind of matters. Okay, it's not an excuse; that's I'm with a you. reason. It's I'm a with factor. You. So if Bama has all of these injuries, it's not to take all the credit away from Mississippi State. It's just saying it's not a complete excuse to reference it. Right, I, I agree. Some people have to look at it. Look at where Green Bay has gone from a Super Bowl contender, to not only can they not win without Aaron Rodgers, they're not even competitive. Right. They're not even if, – if you don't believe Aaron Rodgers is one of the greatest football players, quarterbacks, you're crazy watching that team because that team is yeah. bad. It is. It's brutal. And, look, you covered the Lions for years upon years. Dude, over 20-some-odd years. <laughs> heading into that Monday night game last week, they were 1-25 – in their last 26 in the state of Wisconsin. And, and taking the, and on the Green one Bay. game that they won, they let Aaron Rodgers march the ball down like with no time left, get it in position for a field goal, and the, and the kicker missed the kick. It was makeable, but they were that close to losing that game. I mean, that you would have been like, what? I mean, that's how much that guy means. And the, yeah. Lions, and the Lions owned them. They did everything, right? They, they didn't even right. punt that game. Didn't even right. punt. It's 30-17, to 17, and that was a late, what, last play of the game yeah. score for that, Green Bay? Yeah. They, it, they just, weren't in that game. It was, it, was, it was so embarrassing. And Green Bay can say, hey, he's our guy and this and that. You're not winning anything. You just basically gave up the division, right? Just said, right. Uh, we're not, not going to be competitive. That's, that's what yeah, it is. Yeah. So that's my whole thing is, uh, I mean, look, there are some times where – Injuries could be excuses, 
where if, you know you're relatively healthy and you you lose your inside linebacker and that's the only injury. Yeah, if you make it sound like it's an Aaron Rodgers level injury, that's going a little bit too far. So sometimes, yeah, it applies where injuries are excuses, but not all across the board. Not all. I just hate it's this. Like if if the doctor hits your knee and it just like kind of like knee jerks, you know what I mean? That seems to be the reaction anytime you ever reference an injury, as if you're just automatically making an excuse. I hate that. I do too because oftentimes there there are people who make excuses like this these are the ones that I won't accept. Well, what'd you want? It was raining or what what no, both teams mm-hmm. played in the both rain. Teams. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. But when, yeah. when a team is losing their best player and quarterback and he's Aaron <laughs> Rodgers, right? That's totally right. different. I'm sorry. Uh, yeah. It the, is. The Lions it's- can celebrate all they want, but they know if Aaron Rodgers were playing, it wouldn't have been a whitewash. They probably wouldn't have won the game. Yeah. Yeah, sure. So here's the thing. The scenario is Bama, they held Mississippi State. They got the ball back. Mississippi State punted it into the end zone. So here we go. Six and a half minutes to go. Bama with the ball. Tie score. (laughs) I just picture everybody that's hoping for Bama to lose so either their team can move up the rankings or they're just so sick and tired of Bama having its way with college football. Where you just you're gritting your teeth like oh gosh it's just we, mm, it's not looking great <laughs> for you want Bama to lose right because they, they you thrive in these know, situations right. you know that yeah right yeah and and it would be and, it would be an unbelievable win considering the injuries and what and the, them being down you know what I mean but that's mm-hmm. what good teams do they didn't blow them out they can't blow them out they're they're shorthanded but they do just enough to win a game that's what yeah. good teams do. That's right. That's right. They they win when they either didn't play their best or they're not at full strength. And that's the case on both ends for Bama tonight. But the thing that I hate also, Rob, is if you're watching this game closely with Mississippi State, they were up 21-17. to They had the ball. They're driving. They're deep in Bama territory. And they just got conservative. It's like, why wouldn't you let it hang out? If there's ever an opportunity and a scenario for you to let it hang out, this is it, man. I, I don't think you get conservative like, okay, worst case, we're up by a touchdown and we're still in good shape. You can't think like that against a team like Alabama. Never. You always know that they're lurking and they got a chance to come back and beat you, so you just got to kind of go for it. I'm with you because yeah. you, because yeah. because of their history and what, it, what they've done. Yep. It's Brian No and Rob Parker. We're coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. Visit Geico.com for a free rate quote. Georgia, they go down. They got obliterated 40-17. to So you start looking at the landscape of college football, what the rankings might look like. We believe, Rob, and look, the last five minutes will tell us exactly where we stand. We'll know before this show ends if Bama wins or loses and what it might mean for their ranking. If they win, they're going to be number one. If they lose, they're going to drop a little bit. We'll know that here in the next few minutes. But the rest of college football, where do you put Georgia? Where do you rank Notre Dame after this catastrophe in the first half and assuming things pretty much stay the same way in the second half? That's a good question because this is so bad and so embarrassing. Yeah. (laughs) You know what I mean? It's just hard to argue about this one. Like, to make an excuse 
and and say anything other than they went to bed in, yeah. a, in a big game with everybody watching. Yeah. There's no other way you can say it. They got dominated. They Notre Dame has made their living dominating defenses. And at least in the first half, they were dominated by Miami's defense. They didn't have an answer. Um, and then, you know, 27 nothing at halftime. Let's assume it's still an, an ugly final score. Well, Oklahoma is just rolling TCU right now. And as we said not too long ago, all this talk about, oh, if there's a defense that could slow down Oklahoma, it's TCU's defense. We could just cancel all of that right now because Oklahoma is leading at halftime 38-14. to And listen to some of these numbers, Rob. Total offense for Oklahoma in one half of football, 395 yards. That's the first half alone? First half alone. That's what Oklahoma has done. And you've got Baker Mayfield not just putting Oklahoma right in position to be one of these teams currently in the college football playoff, you know, at least in the top four. First half, again, for Baker Mayfield, 15 of 21, 299 yards and three touchdowns. That sounds like a great game. It sounds like we're playing Madden football in easy mode, you know? What is, 299 yards and three touchdowns in one half of football? Like TCU should be embarrassed by this. Are you kidding me? Their defense is better than they've played tonight. I didn't expect them to really slow down Oklahoma as much as the talk was. But I expected them to play better than this. I mean, if you give up 38 in a game, okay, you would look at that as a in 60 minutes and say, eh, I need a better effort. That was one half, man. They given up 38 in one half. I'm with you. That That's embarrassment uh, mode where you, you say to yourself, we're better than this. We just, yeah. we just didn't come to play. You know what I mean? Like it's one thing. Yeah. Sometimes, sometimes teams are better than you and they just put it on you and they're playing great. But there's other times where you just didn't show. You, this is not the, a performance that people could have expected. Right. You've got Bama in the red zone, uh, second down, four minutes to go. Because there was Just a pass interference, right? the ball. Yeah. Yep, there was a pass interference on, on Calvin Ridley. Uh, he was interfered with by Mississippi State. And that set up Alabama in perfect position right now. Um, so, I mean, this is important, though, Rob. Their offense hasn't performed very well. And they're so banged up on defense, you really need seven points. You can't settle for this field goal here. (laughs) It's not often that I say this. I don't trust Alabama's defense with a three-point lead late on the road against Mississippi State. I agree with you. I think in this game, totally, they know it because they've given up the three rushing touchdowns, right? Never never been done in the Nick Saban era. So that alone right there should startle you. And you don't want to settle for a field goal. You just don't. Now, if you have I mean, to take so, it, you'll take it, but that's not what sure, you want. Sure, sure. Yeah, you take the lead, but you you need seven. I think beyond wanting seven, I think you need seven in this situation here. But think of the rankings right now, Rob. So Georgia, they get obliterated. They're going to drop down. Um, Bama, we'll see in the next couple of minutes. We expect them to win, but it's not a certainty. Notre Dame's getting their doors blown off them, so they're going to drop down. Clemson wins. They move up. Oklahoma moves up. They're crushing TCU. So think of this. Just as of right now, number one, Georgia drops. Number three, Notre Dame drops. 
Number six, TCU drops. We got a lot of teams dropping. That's three in the top six dropping. So right there, you got Miami and you've got Wisconsin playing the Charmin soft schedule. The Badgers at ten yep, and zero, but you got to give them. They they did win a win a big game today. You're not going to give them that. <sighs> they won the biggest game on their schedule thus far. That's as good as I can do with but, Iowa. But they had to you know? do it though. I mean, you know yeah. what I mean. They were impressive. They were impressed, holding them Uh-oh. to 66 points. Missed, missed field goal, Bama. Alabama hit the upright. Unbelievable. A 44, a 41-yard field goal, and he clangs it. You know Nick Saban is sick. He really is. Oh. That, oh. that ball, he kicked it. It had so much pull to it, and I thought uh-huh. it was going to make it in, and then it hits the upright and doesn't bounce in. Laces out. Oh, wasn't he on the that. holder. See where <laughs> He really pulled that one. And boy, wow. So, wow. Boy, yep. We got two minutes to go. Tie ball game. And Mississippi's been Mississippi State's been able to move it effectively. Think I'm, about that, Rob. We could have one, two, three, and six going down all in the same day. Amazing. Yeah. It's crazy. You know what else is amazing? Our best bets. We've been on fire lately, Rob. We have. Yeah. We got to update the standings. There has been a dramatic shift in the standings for our NFL best bet. We do it every week. We're going to do it next. Maybe lay your house and all your worldly possessions Uh-oh. are on our advice. We've been hot, Rob. Hot. It's coming up next. It's Brian No and Rob Parker live with you right here from the Geico Studios on Fox Sports Radio. It's Brian, though, and Rob Parker here on Fox Sports Radio. We're coming to you from the Geico Studios. What does it mean when Geico says just 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance? means you probably should have gone to geico.com 15 minutes ago. Now, here's the thing, Rob. Papa Bear, he loves when I'm in misery. And he's loving that my beloved Notre Dame Fighting Irish are getting worked tonight. They're getting worked over like a burger and fries today. That's right, man. It's been ugly. So what he's doing, he's going with all Miami theme music, you know. But this isn't synonymous with with Miami. It's synonymous with uh, the the movie that he loves. He absolutely loves Al Pacino in Scarface. So was that a scene from Scarface, Papa Bear? Is that where you went with there? Yes, it's a scene, a famous scene in yeah. Scarface. I gotta ask you this, Rob. Do you, which scene was it, by the way? It's when he's making all this money. It's like how he's rising to power. Can't believe you uh-huh. you forgot this. It's a great scene. It's a great movie. I, I, it's a great movie. I'm not saying it isn't. I just don't have the bump. I don't have the music memorized with the scenes. You know, that's all I'm saying. But I gotta ask you this, Rob. As Bama on third and fifteen, Hertz hooks up with Calvin Ridley over the middle. To set him up at least in field goal range with 31 seconds to go. And it, yeah, first and 10, right? Plenty of time. Yeah. Run a couple more right up the middle. Get yep. it down to there's no time left. And kick this time the kicker and, better make yep. it. Yeah. You know what this week is? I'm going to circle back to the music here, but this week shows you that style points don't matter a whole heck of a lot. There's been a, with all of these upsets, just win, baby. It's all about a team like Bama who's unblemished. 
It's all about Al Davis. Just win, baby. You don't have to win by three touchdowns. Just win, you know? Oh, look at this. Let's go a touchdown. Touchdown. Unbelievable. Wow. (laughs) Touchdown, Bama. Roll Tide. This is what I was talking about, about great teams find a way. It was a struggle. You know, Mississippi ran the ball on them at three rushing touchdowns. And when it really mattered, they got it done. Yep. That's exactly right. And I'll tell you this. We were talking about it, Rob. You got to give Bama's defense credit. As banged up as they are, a lot of injuries on that side of the ball. Mississippi State had the ball. It was a tie score. Two minutes to go after Bama just missed a field goal. And it was three and out. Bama was like, all right, no, we're not going down. That was the one right away. (laughs) I I looked up and Alabama had the ball. I was like, what what happened to that possession? Yeah. Oh, yeah. If you blinked, it it was over. (laughs) It was over before it started, you know? Um, Circling back to the music, though, what do you think, music-wise, would just be synonymous with Miami? Other than the Miami, the Will Smith cut where he's talking about Miami. What would you go with here? Miami Sound Machine and what what was Gloria Estefan? Yeah, it's got to be Gloria, right? Right? You got to have some Gloria. I I think so. I think I always thought of that as a Miami sound. <laughs> Gavin thinks Ricky Martin. Is Ricky Martin synonymous with Miami? Do you think Miami when you hear a Ricky Martin song? Well, I do. I, I, I want to hear I want to hear Rob thinks. I mean, I, that 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 to me is uh that's the millennial millennial answer yeah, right there. I, I mean, I, I got you with Ricky Martin. Um, he wouldn't be first on my list, but I do see that. He was a Miami guy. I don't see it at all, man. I go Flo Rida way over Ricky Martin. Flo Rida has Florida in his name. That's right. I think I think Miami when I hear Flo Rida. I don't think Miami when I hear Ricky Martin. I, I thought that was like his whole thing was the – was the uh, Miami Beach, I don't know, not a huge Ricky Martin head, as they say, but <laughs> I I definitely had him pegged down as a Miami guy. So 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 Lonzo Lonzo Ball got it, the the triple double, the youngest ever. Does yeah. that does that change anything for you? He's four days earlier than LeBron. Does I that- look at it and I say, well, the bright side is the shooting woes, that's not the only part of his game. Right. Because he's a and, great And he was six for nine tonight from the field. Yeah. So that's a big step in the right direction. And he knocked but, down from what I saw at least three threes. Yeah. But does it change to the point where I'm like, okay, abandon ship on him stinking it up the first 12 games? No. He's been bad altogether. Right. And you got to see like more. Yeah, we didn't say this guy was destined for failure and he was going to be a bum the whole time he was in the NBA. It's just you got to call a spade a spade. I totally agree. It, and and people are, for whatever reason, if it's positive, they're all in and they'll say, oh, look, he's a star from day one and look at what he's doing. And if he's not, they'll make excuses. Can't have it both yeah. ways. Yeah, that's right. Uh, it's It's a weird dynamic, man. It's so strange because... On one side, people are sometimes too critical of Lonzo because they're tired of LeVar running his mouth, right? But then on the other side, people take up for him because they think the criticism goes too far, and sometimes it does. So there's this weird dynamic. It's almost, and this sounds crazy, but I really do think it's the case. It's almost like a Tebow factor just in terms 
of the back and forth. And depending on which side of the fence you're on, people just are full-fledged, like strong on their side, whichever side it happens to be. Do you see that? Yeah, I do. I'm with you on that. And the Tebow one was definitely uh, out there where you just had either camp and there was no middle ground. No. Right? Tebow, it was like, Tebow won a game where he, where he threw for 60 yards or something. You know, and they right. just said, he just wins. If that was any other quarterback, you'd be like, how was he in the National Football League I know he threw it. for 60 yards? I know it, man. I know. All right, we do it every week here. We pick one NFL game. It's something we call our best bet. Let's do it. It's time for the best bet. So when do we thought? Which NFL team will win by the biggest margin while factoring in the point spread? Choose your team. It's your best bet. All right, Rob. So a little recap of last week. You went with the Seahawks. Inexplicably, they lost at home against a banged-up Redskins team. So that cost you a little bit in the standings. I went with the Los Angeles Rams. And I'm happy to tell you, Rob, finally, for one week, I made a great pick. That was the best bet of the week. It was. And where are you now? Yeah. I picked up 30 points. That was the margin based on the, the win and the point spread. I am on the plus side, baby. I am at plus one and a half points for the season on that win last week. It made my year so far. <laughs> and, and where did I go with that with that L? Not bad, not bad. It cost you 10 points with the Seahawks. So you were at minus one, you just dipped down to minus 11. Not bad. You're right there. All right, I'm not totally out of it. No, oh, no. Not by any stretch. So who are you feeling this week? It's a good question. All right. People always get me. I'll tell you, the other day I walked into a Ross store, and a security uh-huh. guard didn't say hello to me. The first thing he said to me is, why are you always ripping on the Lions? That was the first thing he said. <laughs> and I'm like, what? I mean, he was really hot about it. So believe it or not, I'm going to take, what is it, the Lions uh-huh. and the Browns? Uh-huh. It's minus 11. So – that might be too many points if they win by – I was thinking about taking them, but then they'd have to win by 20, right, for me to get anything. Uh-huh. I'm going to go with the Cowboys over the Falcons. Cowboys Ooh. minus three. I say they uh-huh. blow the Falcons out, even without Ezekiel Elliott. Did, you know did, what, did, Rob? did Alabama lose? I mean, uh, did they no. tie or was it was – okay. A crazy scenario. They called pass interference on Bama – during the Hail Mary. So they put 25 seconds back on? Oh, no, no, no. The, the no. time is, okay, I'm looking at yeah. the other time. Untimed down, Mississippi State's going to go for the Hail Mary to, we would think, tie the game unless they went for two. No, wait a minute. They're bringing um, out the field goal unit. They, <laughs> <laughs> How about that? Yeah, they're just trying to cover if you went with the teaser, you know? They, <laughs> I'm just kidding. No. Yeah, but you rarely see that, Rob, unless a guy gets practically mugged on a Hail Mary. They don't call defensive pass interference. That's oh, exactly what the refs call. He threw it, out, it, out, of, he threw it out of the end zone. What, what are you doing? Dude, come on. I'm, I'm sorry. The one pass you got to make is you got to get it in the end zone. <laughs> are you serious? Oh, it's just it's absurd, Just man. give your team a chance to make a yes. play, bat it into somebody's arms. But it's got to be in – in bounds. How can you throw yes. the ball out of bounds? 
And he had plenty of time. There was no pressure, right? There was no pressure on him. That was bad. That was terrible. It's the same. It's the equivalent, Rob, of the kicker not kicking the onside kick 10 yards. Right. Absolutely. (laughs) He he kicks a three-yard worm burner. But I'm like, dude, I'm telling you, I want to say this, Brian, why look at the hangover after that terrible Super Bowl choke by Atlanta. They've really struggled Uh this year. They've lost two of their three home games. I know Dallas is going to be without uh, Ezekiel Elliott. I'm going with Dallas. Dallas will win by 17 points. You know what I'm going to do, Rob? I'm going to do something unprecedented in our best bet history here. I don't know if I'm just loony off of last week's win, you know? I'm going to I'm going to let my hair down. I am going exactly against you this week, Rob. Really? Head to head. Yeah. Head to head. I'm going to take the Falcons. I'm going to lay the 3. I actually I see on mine it's 3 and a half. We'll go 3 and a half cuz it favors you a little bit, Rob. That's how loony I am based on last week's best bet. I'm going to go with the Falcons. I'm going to lay the three and a half because they're finally home. They just played three straight games on the road. And I know we're down on them. They haven't looked great. But I think the offense wakes up against a relatively mediocre defense in Dallas. They don't scare me. And I think without Ezekiel Elliott, there's going to be a little bit of growing pains. I think they're overvalued because they looked great last week against the Chiefs. I'm going to go with the Falcons. I'm going with the rise up, baby. Give me ATL. They've been so bad. All right. I got you. I understand. Yeah. And without Zeke yeah. Elliott, there's an opportunity for them to maybe get a win. I'm not buying it. Okay. I like this. This makes that game way more interesting to watch, you know? And then you can tweet us either at the no show or at Rob Parker FS1. And of course, whoever's on the losing end, you just talk trash for days. You know, you don't know football. You don't know what's going on. You're horrible, you know. That sort of stuff. It's fun. Builds us up. All right, Steve DeSager. Uh, Again, spinning us around, and Steve does such a magnificent job, but it's one of the nights where I wish Steve DeSager wasn't doing the show. For one reason. (laughs) He's so detail-oriented, and he gives us all of these great numbers and stats. I look up, Notre Dame's losing 34 to nothing, and I just cringe knowing that our update guy, Mr. Superiority, Steve DeSager, is on the Excuse me, what? There's yes. no Mr. Superiority going on. I've worked with people who felt they were superior. Believe me, that is not going on. Steve, right are you here. talking Rob? about me? <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> I try to give him compliments. I call him Mr. Superiority. I say he's the gangster of love. He always, this is how great of a human being Steve DeSager is. Any type of props I try to throw at him, he he disregards them. He pushes back. Just that's trying how to. Great, that's how earnest of a human being Steve DeSager He's is. He's just trying to distract from the Irish game. Yes, they're down <laughs> at Miami, 34 nothing in the third quarter. Notre Dame passing the football, 5 for 16, three interceptions so far. We'll move mm. on. On mm. Fox TV, about 10 minutes to go, third quarter, fifth-ranked Oklahoma leads 38-14 against number 6 TCU. TCU normally with a great defense. In fact, it had only allowed 27 points total in its last four games. Trailed at halftime, giving up 38 first half tonight. Rodney Anderson of OU with four touchdowns in the first half. And remember, number one Georgia lost today, 40-17 to at number 10 Auburn. Jared Stidham, three touchdown passes. Final minute at number 25 Northwestern. Home team leading Purdue, 23-13. to Number two Alabama did win 31-24, coming back in the fourth quarter to win at number 16 Mississippi State. Earlier victories for Clemson and Wisconsin, for USC and Ohio State, wins for 
for Penn State and Oklahoma State. Georgia Tech beat number 17, Virginia Tech. We were talking about the Kansas Jayhawks football program earlier in the show. They're now 0-7 in conference, 1-9 for the season. Lost at Texas 42-27 tonight. Kansas now owns the second. They covered. Yeah, well, I'm sure that's all that matters. And I'm sure that the kids get a piece of that, too. Kansas, (laughs) Kansas now owns the second longest road losing streak in NCAA football history at any level. They have lost mm. 45 straight road games. They had been tied for second on the list with a Division II program from about 1930, Western Colorado State. So next up, they have 45 straight road losses. Next up, the record of 48 in a row when Idaho State went almost a decade straight without winning a road game up through 2014. Stunning. Back to you. That's brutal, man. That is rough. Did Jay- Are they still paying Charlie Weiss? Isn't everybody? My ching. <laughs> I mean, way, even uh, the doctor who did the surgery, didn't he have to eventually uh, pay Charlie Weiss? That's right. <laughs> but but Charlie Weiss, talk about Notre Dame jumping the gun and signing him to it. that big contract. That was one of the worst. And that was a first guess. That wasn't even a second guess. When they signed him to yeah. that contract, I thought to myself, this is a mistake. Yeah, well, it, it turned out to be... A huge mistake, but hey, man, if I would look at it this way, think about the deep pockets that Notre Dame has. It's embarrassing to pay a coach like Charlie Weiss. I get it for as long as they have and how bad his results were. It's more of the embarrassment than anything, but it's it's one of these, if you're going to overextend yourself, you know, monetarily, that's the place to do it. (laughs) You know, it's not like Notre Dame's hurting for cash. They had this addition around the stadium, Rob. Yep. It was like four hundred million, and they didn't want to break ground unless they had, I don't know, like three quarters of it paid off in cash. <laughs> um, the money is ridiculous. The money insane, that's out there man. is insane. Absolutely, yeah. They've and then and then they have these endow- endowments with billions and billions of dollars sitting there. Yeah, yeah. Well, these billions of dollars aren't helping them tonight because it is just a boat race over there. How about this? Rob, I was there with the lovely Christina, my lovely girlfriend, last week. From all the pictures I see, very lovely. Yeah, thank you. My 40th birthday, and the Dolphins lost in that stadium to Papa Bear's Raiders, which was (laughs) not good. (laughs) And right before we left the stadium, I looked at her and I said, man, I hope my other favorite team doesn't lose in the same stadium next week, meaning Notre Dame. So and you, look what's you, happened to Hard Rock Stadium. We're cursed, Rob. That's what's happening. You put it out there. You put it in the atmosphere, and look what happened. That's what it was. It it comes back to me. It's Brian No and Rob Parker. We're coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. It's easy to save 15% or more on car insurance with Geico. Go to geico.com. Or call 800-947-AUTO. The only hard part, figuring out which way is easier. So, Rob, we pretty much know what we need to in terms of this week of college football. So, if you look at we'll walk our way through this. You know, what we think the top four are going to look like when the playoff committee unveils the the rankings. Give me your four. I'm interested to hear because I think we both agree Alabama will be one. We got Bama number one. Right, and it's like okay, we we gotta fit Georgia in here, maybe in the top four, but somewhere in you know the top five, six uh, teams. So we've got them. It's almost like uh, I don't know what would be the like Jenga, <laughs> like you you pull a, a log out and you gotta work it around. Maybe something like 
So we got Bama one. Notre Dame scratch them, they're out. TCU, they're done in terms of the top four. So we got Bama one. We've got Clemson, Oklahoma, then Georgia somewhere in the mix. And you also have Miami. So you've got five teams in four spots. Would you have Georgia getting obliterated today by Auburn ahead of an unbeaten Miami team who just waxes Notre Dame? Could you, you know stick what? Georgia in the top four? Nope. I would go with I would go with uh Miami. Yeah. I would. Only because of how impressive this isn't a, a squeaker. They've just kicked Notre Dame's butt tonight. Yeah. And it they was did. from it was from the very beginning. And they just haven't let up. And I think that they made a statement. They've won, what is this, 14 in a row and, and what they've done and to turn this thing around. And I, I, I think you got to give them – and that's not to say that Georgia, if you put them at five, you know what I mean, that they yeah. that it's all over for them. But for this day after what Miami was able to do, I'm going with Miami at four. Yeah, and the other thing that hurts Georgia is the best win they had was – at Notre Dame. And so Notre Dame's getting crushed. And that, that hurts them on top of Georgia getting obliterated by Auburn. So I think both of those things, coupled with Miami being as impressive as they were tonight, I think that's enough to get Miami ahead of Georgia. I would. I would have it Bama. Clemson, Oklahoma is, is interchangeable to me. I wouldn't go crying home if... Oklahoma leapfrogs Clemson as impressive as they've been against the number six TCU team. Um, so I'll go Bama. I'll say Clemson, Oklahoma, and then Miami. I would drop Georgia out of the top four right now. I'm with you. I think I'm good with, with that. You. I'm good with you. I'm good okay. with that. I think that just because of the way they lost, they didn't lose again. They didn't lose a squeaker. They got their butts kicked. So you got to yeah. give Miami some credit at some point, right? Taking yeah. on, taking on number three team in Notre Dame, and even though it's at their home uh, stadium, and Miami seven, they need to move mm-hmm. up, totally. Right, and it's crazy, man. With Georgia, it's such a perception changer. With the rest of their schedule, you start if you're comparing Georgia to Miami, right? So Miami has the much more impressive performance against Notre Dame, so that weakens Georgia's win against Notre Dame. Although that was on the road. You take that into account, Miami has just dominated Notre Dame. So you look at the rest of Georgia's schedule, Rob. Look at this. So you got Appalachian State, Samford. Not Stanford, Samford. Is that where Fred Samford went and got his degree? (laughs) Yes. You've got Mississippi State, Tennessee, Vanderbilt, Missouri, Florida, South Carolina. you got a lot of unranked teams. You had Mississippi State ranked, but they lose to, to Alabama tonight. Their most impressive win outside of Notre Dame is Mississippi State. That's not enough. That's not enough in my mind to have them ranked ahead of of Georgia. Uh, I, I think Miami surpasses Georgia with the, the resume that I just reeled off from Georgia. I think that's what we're looking at. All right, before we get out of here, we'll throw in our, our other tidbits on the standings that will be coming out. It's starting to get a little bit more chaotic. There's one team, Rob, one team we got to mention on the outskirts of the top four. I hate to do it, but we got to do that coming up next from the Geico Studios. And also our one-liners to close the day. We'll have some fun with that 
I it just might be silent when Gavin throws it to the Notre Dame Miami thing. You know what I'm saying, Rob? I just it might be silence. I, I got you. Silence happen. of the lamb. It was a slaughter. It might be two oh. liners for that one. I might, might want to. <laughs> I carve out <laughs> extra time for that. It's Brian No and Rob Parker hanging out with you right here on Fox Sports Radio. It's Brian No and Rob Parker here on Fox Sports Radio coming to you from the Geico Studios. Great news. It's a quick way you could save money. Switch to Geico. Go to Geico.com. And in 15 minutes, you could save 15% or more on car insurance. There's one team we got to mention here, Rob, before we get to the one-liners. All right. How, how about the Wisconsin Badgers? Because <laughs> they're, they're looking around. There's some whiskey fans that are like, hey, let me get this straight. So Georgia loses. Notre Dame gets obliterated. TCU is getting crushed. What about us? We're at number eight. How come we can't leapfrog Georgia? Who would you go with right now? Let me ask you this, Rob. Would you go with unbeaten 10-0 Wisconsin, who has played like you, me, Gavin, Papa Bear, and Steve DeSager most of these Saturdays? Would you go with Wisconsin over a Georgia team who has one loss, an ugly loss today, but overall a better resume? Who would you have I, I still ranked would take. I still would take Georgia. I would go take Georgia, Georgia 5 and Wisconsin 6. Yeah. So they moved up, right? They moved up from 8. To six, yeah. I think that's fair. I mean, I yeah. mean, you you can't just say Georgia's season doesn't mean anything because they lost. They had a bad day at the office. Yeah, horrible. Day. Notre Dame on the board, Rob. The comeback begins. We got a quarter left, huh? Oh, it, man. like I'm doing the math here. Frank Reich for the Bills. Frank Reich, quarterback. <laughs> My goodness. I remember watching that game in its entirety. Could not believe. Oh, what I saw. can you believe that, yep. man? I was Warren actually in, Moon La- in, that in Los Angeles. Yeah. I was visiting my girlfriend who at the time worked for the LA Times. So the game came on early. Uh-huh. And I, rem- I remember it like it was yesterday. And that, and that game was what, 30 years ago or something? I remember oh, yeah. That, that game was like around it was 92 or so. Yeah, was something it? like that. Unbelievable. Something like that. Yeah. Man, they had that offense, the run and shoot with Warren Moon and all those guys, Ernest Givens and. Was it Hayward Jeffries? Yep. Was it Haywood? Haywood or Hay- I'm getting it screwed and, up. And that was that was Warren Moon's shining moment right there. That was supposed to be it. Yeah, and, man, and that's still a Hall of Famer. Imagine where Warren Moon would be. No one threw a tighter spiral than Warren Moon. He was that he dude through the he prettiest pass. Phenomenal arm. Phenomenal. Yeah, yeah. Imagine if he had a Super Bowl ring on top of all that other success. Right, because he won like four Grey Cups in Canada. The dude was a yeah, stud. Oh, d- he was awesome in Canada. All right, so we, we're we carving out additional time. Is that right? I can't have this right. With Notre Dame getting crushed like this, we do our one-liners. Uh, we say you know, just one quick line, quick recap of the biggest games of the day. Uh, hopefully, I'll just, I'm just going to keep stalling and stalling with the other games so we have no time left with Notre Dame. Let's do it. Let's do it. Five games from your day in college football. And we just need one line. Ready? Ready? Go. All right, guys, let's start earlier in the day. Number eight, Wisconsin over number 20, Iowa, 38-14. Cut the cheese. (laughs) I won't be impressed until they beat someone impressive. There you go. Number 10, Auburn over number one, Georgia, 40-17. Georgia on my mind. (laughs) <laughs> we got War Eagle could be the first two-loss team in the playoff. Could be history. History in the making. Was that one line? 
As I added a little bit more at the uh, end. Number two, Alabama did beat number 16, Mississippi, 31-24. to 24. Rob? Alabama strong. Don't be conservative against Bama with a late lead. You would, right? you it's would, not that you hard, right? would be a right? terrible headline writer. These terrible. Long, hey man, it was long. long okay. Lines. Come on. It's long. <laughs> we got a lot of room to work with here. Yeah, we'll we got, use small font. We've got all. plenty of time to get to one game. I'm excited to. So let's get through this. <laughs> number five, Oklahoma is beating right now. Number six, Tennessee. Or sorry, not Tennessee. Their their season's been <laughs> over for a long time. TCU, uh-huh. thirty-eight to fourteen. Go ahead. You go first. Baker Mayfield, Heisman, baby. It's happening this year. Oklahoma. Oklahoma. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, Hugh Jackman. Oklahoma, Oklahoma. Oklahoma, Oklahoma. I like it. All right, guys. A great game. A wonderful game tonight. Uh The best game we've ever seen all season. And it's going to go all the way. Miami almost putting more points on the board. Number seven, Miami is currently beating down number three, Notre Dame, 34 to eight. Embarrassing Golden Dome. Embarrassing Golden Dome. I liked it. You like this one, Rob. Unfortunately, I saved the best for last. Catholics should be convicted. Man. Oh, God. You were thinking about that one all night, huh? You like that? I no, I just came up with it, huh? I came up with it in the break, knowing we were doing the one. Well, we saved like, extra right, time, so let's do huh? one more, Brian. Again, right. number seven, Miami, beating down number no- three, Notre Dame. <laughs> really? You got to? I got to get one on more. That? Yeah. Um, Irish eyes are crying. You like? How's that? <laughs> that work? <laughs> There's no redos. That's what I would go with. There's no redos. It's over, dude, Robin. It's so unfortunate. Not only is their season done. It's done in embarrassing fashion. There's no conference championship. It is over. I'm with you. It's all over. We'll catch you next week. Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote.